to you by the Chicago Clubhouse and the 1252 Sports Chicago Network. And then jumping back to, to our the, the COVID, COVID illness situation, illness situation. Uh, we also have, um, uh, unfortunately, all three coordinators, Bill Lazor, Sean Desai, and Chris Tabor, um, will will not be here. They're, they're still all, um, they're going to be, you know, placed on the, the COVID uh, list. So just wanted to let you aware of all that on the front end. And they're still going to be um, heavily involved in the game planning. They'll still be a part of all of that, just like I was when I was out um, via Zoom. And they've been, you know, doing that. So, doing that. so uh, we'll have a plan in place. And I'm not going to get into right now who who's re- we're working through all of that, uh, who's replacing or who's filling in for, for those three guys. Um, so there's there's that. Yeah, there's that. There's that. That's a big there's that. I mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> We've got literally right now 12 players on the COVID list and three, count them, three coordinators, guys. What are we going to do, man? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Bears fans with a brain. I am your host, Alan Bratcher, as usual, and my Great colleagues here, Mr. Warwick Holman and JB John Bowles. How are we today, boys? All right, fellas, what's going on? We good? You all good now, JB? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just gotta Comcast go pick it up. Figured out? Did you get it all? I gotta go pick it up. So, <laughs> oh man, Comcast. Let me tell you. Thank God I don't have it because <laughs> oh, that's a nightmare. Let me sip to that one. But but anyway, guys, we're going to get in the whole COVID thing. Obviously, it's a big thing. I, I didn't even plan for it. Right after I put out the uh, the little uh, clip this morning for the show, all the COVID news came. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to redo the whole show and figure out what we're going to do. So, guys, let's get into this. The Packers lose to the Bears. Or, sorry, the Packers beat the Bears. <laughs> or, I, I wish it would have went the other way around. It didn't. Packers beat the Bears 45 to 30, guys. What's your takeaway from that? Do you want to go first, JB, or as usual, do you want us to <laughs> run well, up on this first? I won't rant I'm to start through. off. But I will say this. The tale of two halves was never more evident than this game. Yeah. Uh, AB, you and I had a couple of conversations, you know, during the game in between. And we were like, oh, my God, like now this is how we've been wanting them to play. We've been asking for better uh, production out of our special teams. We've been asking for safer, yet more equitable throws. Yes. We saw that the first half. We saw Justin bounce back from adversity. But then we saw the Bears in the second. (laughs) We are who we thought they were. They are who we thought we were. <laughs> they are who we thought we were. <laughs> Warwick, what about you? All right, I'm going to be a little more optimistic. <laughs> and, you are. As you said. As you always are. <laughs> Which you're, you're right. It wasn't a tale of two halves. Like, the, obviously, the first half was a, a great half for the Bears. You know, a couple of mistakes that kind of cost us later in the game uh, that I feel like, like the pick six kind of killed some momentum going into halftime, even though we came back score right after it but it still kind of it showed like it cracked the armor like because before that i was like man the bear the bears are actually it looked like it's that it's that game like this gonna be that game where they finally break it because it's like everything was bouncing their way plays were hitting obviously justin field was playing 
extremely well the first half. I, like some mistakes, excuse me, some mistakes he's making. But the second half is just the Packers just it wasn't that the Packers to me it wasn't that the Packers just started playing way better than the Bears. The Packers was still playing the same way. It's just the Bears didn't adjust and keep up the same like the energy that the Packers had because the Packers was playing hard the whole game. The Bears were just playing harder the first half than them, which mm-hmm. I said was one of my keys last week is I just want to see them go out there and, and compete and play. And they did. So you see that this is what the Bears actually could do. So, <laughs> and that's what I thought. Like, okay, now when y'all, this is now y'all playing for pride. A lot of this is pride. And that's one thing a football player, that's what we strive on. Besides making money, we play the sport and we have pride in what we do in our craft. So that's that's what you saw the first half was the Bears, you, the pride kicked in. But after that, I was just like, the second half, it was just like, <laughs> it's yeah. like they didn't match. They didn't match the Packers' energy. So the Packers start making plays. Devontae Adams start being Devontae Adams. So I just felt like the Bears didn't match in the second half. But I was proud of them the first half. If I if I could say that. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of say the same thing. They gave their biggest punch in the first half. They swung for the fence. Right. The problem was that when they needed it in the bottom of the ninth. If I'm using a baseball reference here. They struck out. They had nothing left in the tank. You could see it right away. But the big takeaway for me, guys, was again, and just like you just said, Warwick, no second half adjustments at all. You've got David Montgomery is your bell cow. He's your best offensive player. And the guy came out and had 10 carries for 42 yards. Yes, he did get into the passing game. But you you had a lead. Run the ball with him. You know, you had Herbert back there. I think Herbert had one. Justin Fields did run the ball, but it was more on like a scramble base than a design run type thing. I think he had a design run early in the game, but later it was more scrambling, running for his life kind of stuff. Um, You know, it's it's just the same thing for me. Like the defense since 2019, it's just been the same song and dance. It's just getting older. It's getting more beat up now. They can't beat good teams. It's been a problem. It needs to be addressed. The only bright spots I see on that defense, obviously, guys, we talk about it a lot. It's Jalen Johnson. It's Roquan Smith. Maybe a Kyrus Tonga in there, too. I would say Robert Quinn, but in my eyes, Robert Quinn isn't really part of my future. I don't – I want to trade him. I want to trade Mac. I want to trade him. I want a fire sale. I want to get as many picks as we can for next year. That'd be my plan, but that's not what they're going to do because the Bears are going to Bears, you know. But the biggest thing I think that really infuriated me, that really got me mad this whole game, was this play that I I saw from an Allen Robinson on a Justin Fields run. So for the audio fans, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, uh, lay it out for you as we play this. So... Basically, what you're seeing here is Justin Fields is scrambling out of the pocket and running with the ball, right? He's running to his left. As you can see, when he runs, if you stop right here, you see that blocker out there. Um, That's Allen Robinson on a defender. Watch what he does after this. He just lets him go. So there's a safety that was actually creeping up on the other side, but... If he makes a better block on that play, guess what? Justin could get more yards on that. Uninspired football by Allen Robinson. He's supposed to be the leader of this team, guys. And I just can't understand how 
they can even play him anymore. So this comes to my question. Would you bench an Allen Robinson after this uninspired play? Because, guys, right now he's got 32 catches for 353 yards and a touchdown this late in the season. What what do you do with a guy like that? Uh, I'm still going to let him play because obviously we need all the hands on deck. Like, I understand what you're saying, that his effort, and we're going to address that if I was a coach or on the team, and obviously his teammates see it, it's going to be shown on film, so – you don't never want that put on film like they always say, oh. the cliche, like the cliche say, like you don't because every team watch it. You don't know who you're going to be employed by. So, no, I don't like that play. And just to give him some, maybe he was didn't know that. Oh, just- you can't be that <laughs> nice guy on this one, Warren. That's why I brought the play because I right. wanted I wanted <laughs> you specifically to watch this play right. and try to give me something positive on this because I don't see any positivity on this at all. I don't. All I see him, I know, I see him on the sidelines kind of dragging down, you know. I know that his his, his answer is probably going to be like he didn't know Justin Fields was scrambling behind him. He was running the, running the cornerback off on the play. I know. I know. I didn't hear the whistle. <laughs> I, I didn't know. hear the whistle. What are you taught? First day the, of training camp. You play to the whistle, right, Ward? Right. But that's the thing I was saying, like, with him, especially like Allen Robinson, like, like you're a leader, like, just your effort is going to inspire guys like Mooney who watching you play, who watching how you practice. They watch everything you do, and that's how they become. It, it's it's true. Like, if it's a guy that's successful, when I come on a team, I'm going to watch what he do, like how he yeah. fit in, how he practice, especially if I'm a young guy. So that's why I was like, just your attitude and how you kind of reacting to the, your situation is still kind of negative, especially now when they need all the, all the players, positive players and positive things happening in the organization. So that's the only thing I was disappointed with it with. With him, with from the beginning of the season, that's what I say every week. Like, I'm just disappointed in your effort that that it seemed like you kind of pouting, yeah. like you you in a pouting phase and you in a grown man game. Like pouting don't work with men; <laughs> it work with your parents or like with kids. But when you working with grown men, pouting don't work. Go out there, do what you can do. If you if you're not getting the, uh, opportunities, then it's gonna show on film. But you go 100 percent no matter what, and that's that's the part about Allen Robinson that I'm kind of disappointed in. Agree, 100% so, agree. JB, it's on you. I'm I'm gonna I'm piggyback on what you said about the effort, but I'm gonna take it to the next level because you told us and we're very profound in saying that a lot of times your effort is what keeps you a job, right? Right, right. So even if he didn't know the play was designed, whatever, at one point he knew that he was not in a receiving capacity, that he was in a blocking capacity because he started yeah. to block, right. What I saw was somebody that just literally wanted to just say, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. And just let it go because Justin is looking like, dude, if you keep blocking him and maybe even block him out of bounds, I can hit this sideline and take off. All right. So with that lack of effort, and I'm sorry, but the Bears are not really going to get anything much out of Allen Robinson because I feel he's not trying to get hurt anymore for fear. I mean, for an audition for his next job. So right now, why would he go all out on a block and try to get hurt? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and like right now, actually, uh, JB, I saw just the other day, uh, Pro Football Focus came out and said that he's projected to make $17 million again, just like he's making right now. So that's basically the same thing. It's like we've been saying that all year. He's not a $20 million a year guy. No. Yes, he put up some good numbers, but they were in volume because you had nothing else, right? Right. Yeah, I would, I would like for him to. So, 
if we if we put on our scout hats, right, and we said, give me the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL right now. We can all name 10 before we get to Allen Robinson, right? I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that. Yeah. 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 At this, this point, year, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just this year. Now, right? now maybe if nah, you would have looked at it at the beginning of the season, yeah, but yeah. you've got a lot of guys in front of him right now, even yeah. maybe the guy on his own team. And that's what Darnell I was doing. You're getting outshined right. by a guy on your own team in his second second year, second beat. Yes. And you're not showing any – like, there's no leadership. There's no drive. No. Mooney – Roquan, Jalen Johnson, Justin, and and to a to a to like the utmost degree, Monty. It's like they're the only ones that actually really care anymore. And oh, and and definitely Quinn, because Quinn is yeah. out there doing his thing. <laughs> he playing so, yeah, but he's making up for last year. <laughs> so what? so what? so maybe by next year, like, but in will fairness, he be that guy next year? That's why well, I I would sell high right now. But in fairness for Quinn, though, I would have to say. Maybe this is the queen we were supposed to get last year if he wasn't hurt. Right. Fair enough. But he's also 31, and I could I could really go down the list of sack leaders, pressure leaders. There's not a lot of guys over 30. Right. I mean, that because they, you know, this is when all the hits and stuff, and and they just try to, you know, they're trying to get like you said, well, they they fighting for their last contract now. Yeah. Trying to get ready to set themselves up, which. Hell, his man's got what thirteen and a half sacks, I think. So I think it's fourteen and a half. Fourteen now. So he's he's playing above level. So the record isn't the record seventeen and a half by Richard Dent. Oh, you talking about Bears records? Yeah. Well, he's close. He's closing he's in. Definitely going to snip that out. Man. Absolutely. Now moving forward, what we have to worry about, fellas, and I don't know, Alan, if you're ready to segue, but the defense actually was playing pretty well in the first half maybe the first two quarters until i'm sorry the first like well, 20 minutes until the side made one change that i didn't care for see i and this is something that you and i talked about in the chat um the first two drives absolutely great what did i say to you immediately after that first second drive what did we say why did he take his foot off the gas? Why did he take his foot off the gas? Why, why did he adjust back? He was he had them in a great spot. Yes, of course the Packers made some adjustments, but man, you had you had them figured out on those first two drives. Why not stick to what you're doing? Keep pressing. Keep going out. I, I mean, don't blitz Aaron Rodgers, obviously, because we saw what happened when you blitz him often. He's gonna kill you. But you've got to keep playing what what worked. Until right. it doesn't work anymore, keep it going. I, I I don't understand why they why they switched to that. I I, I don't work. Uh, <laughs> Can you Bobby. explain to me why somebody would do that? Because you obviously see that this defensive scheme is working, right, and right. then you immediately go away from it once you get a lead because you're playing scared almost at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's uh... all right. You playing a you playing a guy like Aaron Rodgers. That's like arguably one of the top quarterbacks to ever come through the league. So he's put up numbers. You know what type of – how fast he can change a game. The Bears are considered. <laughs> our, Hello, our Troy. Fans, for our audio fans here, our buddy King Troy, Troy Palomalu, comes in with saying the Bears are considering San Antonio, London, and Mexico City's possible relocations. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just a, it's just that the the coordinator probably. I mean, like hindsight is twenty twenty. Like you could always pick things apart. He probably know that they playing Aaron Rodgers. They got a good they got a good thing. We have a lead. We playing good, and they trying to protect the league, which is bad. Which at this point of the season, especially if you're having a season like this, you want to be aggressive the whole game, which you saw what happened. But he probably just saw they had a lead, thought they had control of the game, and now they finna just try to like manage the clock, manage the game, which. <laughs> you playing a guy that's like you Aaron, do that Aaron Rodgers, man. Right. Well, wasn't that too early to be trying to yes, manage the game? Way too early, man. <laughs> so the way that I look at it, and obviously I'm not a coach, but I'm thinking, okay, maybe he had to switch it up because he wanted Aaron and the guys to keep guessing about what they were doing. That I understand. But if it's still working, why didn't you go back to it? It it, it didn't seem like they went back to it the rest of the game the way it went. Well, there's a lot of stuff, too, in the game, like, not to cut you off, JB, but it's a lot, of, like, the game is, with the coordinators and how they game plans and defensive coordinators, it's basically like you playing chess. Like, yeah. some stuff that us fans sitting at home might not see, they probably see, like, oh, we've been letting this guy loose, or we've been getting to him now, but if they, instead of running that wheel route, they run an arrow route across the middle, We they're going to get us, and we know they're going to see it, because you got to remember, they're looking at the film, they're looking at the printouts. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm giving them a cock, uh, cop out, excuse me, but <laughs> I know that those coordinators, they don't have them big sheets and them big with all the different colors for nothing. Like, they constantly looking at stuff, seeing how the team react. Even though it might be a positive play, they still looking like, okay, we stopped him that time, but we left. If he give another, get another second, Devontae Adams could get open on that post. Like, yeah. so they scrap, they kind of change stuff. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's like the other part of football, the hidden part. We see the results, but it's a chess game every, the whole game with coordinators and you watching plays. You run at plays where you might just send a guy, send him out to the flats every time. And the one time or two times you see some nobody covering, okay, now it's time to run this, start running these plays on them because we see they're not watching. So yeah. that could be some of the reason. Well, <laughs> that's see, all right, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, honestly. <laughs> That's what I want to say here, but I understand what you're saying, Work. But right, right. Those short too. passes by Aaron Rodgers, those those little quick ones, you right. can take that away. But it just seemed like they were just content with giving them that. Yeah. And they're getting five, six yards a chunk on that constantly. Why yeah. keep letting them have it? You've got to take well, it away. Well, not only that, let, let's 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 address the elephant in the room then. Work as a player, what do you say and feel when your coordinator just comes to you and says, we're going to pump the brakes, lay back? How does that – that changes your motor. That changes your aggressiveness clearly because now you're in that what we hate, wanted prevent. Yeah. Even if it's not at the end of the game, they started being very careful, playing very far off. A.J. Dillon was just killing them, 250-pound man, just chunk after chunk after chunk. And then, I'm sorry, Jalen Johnson did the best job against Devontae Adams I have seen in years. I agree. From a Bears cornerback, other than Kyle Fuller, of which, you know, he's not Kyle Fuller. Right. So, I don't care if Devontae goes left to right, left to wrong, uh, slot, slot left over, slot all the way across when they do that little motion drag and he comes back across. I don't care where he go. Why not just follow him? And keep your keep your defense aggressive because now once you guys took your foot off the gas, it's almost like saying in my mind, well, he don't trust us. No. 
Well, and number one, number one, I feel like the Bears, the defense, the team in general, like you're right. Like if you're in a game and you have a good rapport with your coordinators and your linebacker coach and y'all have been successful together, yeah, you could go tell them like, hey, coach, come on, let us keep it up on him. Yeah. Keep the blitz on him. Let's go, coach. And they're going to listen. But when you're in a situation where the Bears, like a lot of the people are fighting for their lives right now. So the coordinators, like the Bear players are like, hey, whatever you say, I'm going to play. Like, and I know it sounds like, hey, that ain't how sp football is supposed to work or that don't sound like that works. But like if we if they were successful, like they was winning and had a good rapport, they could go tell a coach something. But right now they fighting for their lives. And it looks like, like I said, like game plans, are, they make game plans all week. Like it's certain stuff they're going to do and they know how they're going to adjust. Like <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to take a, a bunch of guys that's been practicing something all week and get on a chalkboard and start changing stuff or. Because the game plan probably was where Jalen uh, Johnson was going to be on Devontae on certain plays, but certain defenses, you just can't do it. Like, But don't change that defense then, right? <laughs> and what happened when they did? Right. Who got right. put on Devontae Adams on the outside? It was not Jalen Johnson. Yeah. A call-up? It yeah. was a call-up. The guy uh, – Crawford, number 21. I, I don't even want to uh, – I wasn't even going to say his name, but Xavier Crawford, my God. Like, both of those early touchdowns were on him. Now – you had something you said, uh, JB, about the goal line touchdown. Yes. Uh, Eddie Jackson actually messing that play up and not Xavier Crawford. Correct. Because, you know, when you're that – tell me if I'm wrong. When you're that close to the goal line, you don't switch. You pass off, right? Right. And once again, I don't know – you know, I don't know what defense and how they, was, how, how they was playing, excuse me. But for the most part, especially on those type of routes, like, you know what, that's pretty much what – Offenses do like they're gonna do crossing routes or something to kind of get you jammed up or get you to run to another guy. That's yeah. why you always stay on different levels when you're covering. Thank you know, they're gonna yes. run some type of crossing yes. routes, some type of rub routes. So that's you just don't play man when you're in the slot and that close to the goal line, right? I mean, you can, long you just know that you basically not moving like because you want to go. What you were saying, what, what, what should have happened, right? Eddie was up in the slot, Crawford right. was off to the right, yeah. Right. When the when the, when the slot man went out and the outside man slanted, they should have just took a step back a piece and just took the man to cross. Crashed, right. yeah. Eddie came all the way across, of which Crawford went with his assigned man, and then right. it looked like he got beat right. getting back to try to help out and make right. a play. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a brain fart, if right. that was something that Sean decided needs to call out fundamentally. But, right. I mean, please, enlighten us, because what we saw was people are blaming Crawford for that. And now right. that's not what really should yeah. happen. And you don't, and we don't know because we're watching it on film. Like I don't know what defense or how they played it all all week. Or maybe they had a check where, hey, if a certain guy is in the slot, we know what they're gonna do, so we're gonna change it. I don't know that part, so I can't. I don't have a crystal ball to know what defense. But mm -hmm. if you're just thinking about just easy ways to play defense, yeah, you're gonna trade them off because it's easier just bring letting the guy come to you. Obviously, they could run different routes and like that. But that looks like what it would have been the easiest thing to do. But it's a lot of times, it's a lot of communication go on, especially a guy that ain't been playing a call up, a guy that's jumping in there and you're on the goal line and the plays happen fast. It could have been something like, hey, switch, switch, switch. And the other guy really didn't get it in time. And just click. And now we and all we see is the film. Like you don't hear the talk or what happened. So that's that's me <laughs> playing devil's advocate on something like that. Cause I know uh communication happened on the field all the time. So but it would have been easier. It just makes sense that if they're going to do them type of routes to let it go, like pass it off. 
So when we but when we break down those route, route concepts, are we also supposed to know who we're going against? Because when you have when you have Devontae Adams on the other side, and you have Monte, uh, what's his name? Scantlin. Uh Scantlin. Valdez Scantlin. Valdez Scantlin. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, it was Alan Lazard, who's right. a taller receiver. That's an easier throw with the taller man coming right in front of his face. Right. Like you have if anything, I would cut that out first. Right. <laughs> I'm with you, JB. Like, <laughs> I understand. Like, it'd it be frustrating, but like I said, like, it's a remember lot that same play is what cost Russell Wilson his second quarter, his second Super Bowl. Because oh, that, 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 actually, that same play. It's a lot of times, like in games like that, where the coordinator, defensive coordinator, come in and say, My bad, fellas. I sold y'all on that one. I made a bad call. We should have swapped that off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, because you talk, you constantly talking, Hey, if they come out of this, we know what we worked on, but. Instead of that, let's swap it. Like that's just adjustment. So I don't like I said, I don't know like what defense and how they was playing it all week or how they said they was gonna play it. Cause whatever play they ran, they saw it already. They already practiced against it. So maybe like I say, you get in the game, guys start talking as loud, they don't hit a check or a guy get mixed up. It, it it's just human nature. Like it's gonna be mistakes. So I wouldn't say like that one play is bad, but I wouldn't say that one play killed the bears you know what i'm saying like oh no no no! i'm not saying it right. killed the bear. it was it was very telling because remember the play before actually um eddie made a play back left corner of the end zone and knocked it away right. on second down this play happened on third down yeah. no this play happened on fourth down didn't it i think it was i think it was fourth down actually like yeah. They, yeah they went for it yeah. fourth and two yeah <laughs> got the little quick yeah that was a killer. so it's like it's kind of embarrassing, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say because you know I, I I'm always going to defer to you, brother. You my brother, right. and I know absolutely. You, like people right. listen to this man; he knows what he's talking about. That's why he, he played on Sundays real soon, right? Because the insight that you give us is like I, I, we, you know, we got a lot of fans that think they know football and they right. they play Madden. <laughs> no, I can't play defense on Madden for nothing, man. Let yeah. me. I just pick I, I pick the, the tackle or the safety and I go at it. Right. But I can see football. Right. You know, and just for, for and I'm gonna tell you another play. I'm gonna tell you another play. The play where Eddie Jackson wiped out Xavier Crawford. Oh my God. <laughs> Why was he so far off? That's the second time he's done that this year. Like, <laughs> nah, stop it, was Eddie. He so far he's because to be of, a top uh, five safety, man. Defense on that one. <laughs> There's no but defense that on that. But tell now, me, some stuff, now, some things I just can't defend. Like, I don't know. Like, I was about to say, how do we defend that? Because clearly that was blanket coverage. Clearly. I don't, hey, now some stuff you just, hey. <laughs> We can't win all the battles. Like that one is one. Like, hey, they need to change some technique or change how they align or something. But some stuff is just like, hey, I don't know. Like, I, I really want to win some of the battles. Right. <laughs> I don't feel like we did. I just, after, I just don't like when we do the bad news bears thing and then somebody's walking in the end zone like, ha ha. Yeah. You yeah. know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it makes me want to puke. I promise right, you right, that. I can't right. stand it. But that is the best I've seen them play. Personally, since the Pittsburgh game, personally, I can't speak for you guys, but I I want them to play a complete game eventually. And I'm not talking about against the Lions. So before anybody come out and talk that bull, I don't want to see a Lions complete game. I want to see a complete game against one of these top tier teams. You know, it's easy to say, well, look at the improvements they had against the little sisters of the poor. That's different. That's not the same as putting up numbers. They put up numbers, true enough. 
I think that game. I think that game was pride. Like I say, the Bears actually came out and was like, "Well, the first half was pride." Right. The first half, they heard all week. They had to hear about uh, Aaron Rodgers saying he owned them. Mm-hmm. Like, we're <laughs> aware of it. Remember right, the like, little thing I played from Nagy last week. Yeah, right. So that's what I say. Like, and and a lot of stuff is just like you take you take bullet bulletin board material. Excuse me, but you don't want to give none out at the same time. So yeah. when you hear somebody say something, you listen. Like, oh, all right, I ain't worried about that. We're gonna play. You, the other team wants you to be here that and then have something like, oh, oh yeah, we well, we guarantee we're going to, you know, like we guarantee we're going to win or uh, wait till I see that guy. that So they got some bulletin board material. So they heard it. They You can but tell how they was playing. back. That's you the thing. They were playing the first half that they were playing for a pride. Like they was trying they to act were. like. Then, like think about that, the defense, the offense, and special teams, because that special teams was doing good too the first half. Like they were getting some great hey, returns. We were. <laughs> We've been asking for special team. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a start. A, I'm a start a problem. Excuse I already me, know the right. problem you're about to start, and I support this problem. <laughs> I support you on this answer that you're about to give us because I already know what it is. So, Jakeem Grant for that six round. <laughs> yes, it's sir. Looking real promising. He's getting resigned. And I'm sorry, brother Cohen. Bye, Cohen. <laughs> yep, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking too. Yeah. Right after I know, that, I'm as like, usual, AB, we, you know, <laughs> you gotta have one gadget guy, and you got a guy who can who's starting to form as a wide receiver for them as well. You're gonna start using him a little more. Like we like Cohen, and God knows when he's gonna come back. But we've said it. Like he's got a potential out next year. Gonna save quite a bit of money. You can sign a guy like Jakeem Grant, probably a little cheaper, and have a dynamic playmaker on special teams and have maybe a slot guy for the third wide receiver spot on this team next year. Yeah. So uh, I guess I bring me this question in because now remember we still have Demir Bird who's another you know smaller in stature guy really fast speed guy He's speed guy speed but guy. we were talking and I had a little fantasy work I want to see how you feel and our our, our uh, listeners 2022, there's a guy whose dad that used to play for the Bears who will be a free agent. And he plays in Seattle and is none too happy. <laughs> Metcalf. <laughs> would, would you go after a DK knowing oh. Russell wants out, knowing that Pete Carroll might hang it up? It, he, he grew up here in so, Florida, you know. How many, with his dad, Terrence. Well, you play with him. Right. How many years does he have left in that deal? Yeah. It's over in 2022. Remember, that's his rookie deal. It's over? Yeah. Really? He's on his rookie deal. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's definitely doable because after next year, the Bears are going to get – there's there's a massive spike in the salary cap anyway. Like, it's going to go up drastic amounts. Like, it's it, it's supposed to be the biggest jump ever right. that year. So, most – and you have a bunch of expiring contracts – through to make up some of that cap to make up some of that and if they listen to me they're going to trade eddie jackson <laughs> cleo mack and robert quinn and have a whole lot of extra money so you could build an entire offense right no no metcalf obviously he's a physical big receiver obviously got all the physical tools think about him is he showing that he got a little diva in him like most receivers <laughs> that's the only drawback i see on him that right now like I don't like the way he's going with the how he kind of starting to be an individual and not playing like a team. Kind of like how Chase Pool, same type of players. Like, well, that was just stupid. Or A-Rod. <laughs> right. So they, <laughs> so, and 
I don't think I really personally don't think like a like uh Alan Robinson is a diva like that type of diva. I think he just he's not a he's not happy with his contract. Let's just be real. Yeah, and our his buddy Tony is, here. His problem is he ain't playing. He playing. His mind is on his money and what's gonna happen with his future. Wait. And that happens like most most players in a uh, contract year they play harder. But he kind of didn't went the pouty route, so <laughs> that's his problem. But if you could get a, if you could get a Metcalf, obviously he's a dynamic player. Why not get him? But you know he's gonna ask for a king's ransom, so <laughs> he's going in 2022-2023 season, because remember his contract ends 2022. Right. I don't wait, mind, wait, 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 wait. I don't wait, mind wait, getting wait. that guy. That's the JB. last of his contract, right? Hold on. <laughs> this guy is a first round pick. So you have to remember that first round picks, you can get the fifth year option on them. So yes, I don't think that, if they blow that team up, I don't think they pick it up. Uh, why wouldn't know, they? Man. Like, they, they're terrible yeah, now. Russell wants out next year. They won't have anybody. The coach probably is say la vie. Why would you spend that money on somebody that don't want to be there? I mean, it's. I wouldn't know. I don't know his fifth year option, but it's probably cheaper than going. Oh wait, so actually, I was wrong on that. I I apologize. My guy Tony sent me down in the wrong path on that. Um. <laughs> So he's a second round pick. So it it is up after next year. Yeah, I was about to say I didn't think he yeah. was before. I thought he dropped. Uh, that make like, it easier then. <laughs> he was like the last pick in the second round. So he so. is out after 2022. All right. You're right, JB. Sorry about that, guys. Uh <laughs> my buddy yes. Tony Chapo here messed me up. Let's go get him. <laughs> <bit> on that. <laughs> I mean Yeah, no, if you're afraid, yeah. Go get I mean, why not? If the Bears have money, why wouldn't you go get the best players you can at this point? That's why that's the whole point of rebuilding. You you trying to rebuild the team. Like I yes. say, he has some things on the field that he's starting to show, like some care some little character traits that don't mess well, especially with a young quarterback. <laughs> we didn't Bro. see the experiment, how that works. But for his physical and what he do on the field, uh, of course I would love see, that. See, I'm guy. looking, I'm looking at it like this. I'm looking at Justin in year three, really, really taking that that that. Huge step. I'm looking at DK a little Terrell Owen-ish, right? <laughs> in year four, going into year five, maturing a little bit. He's still a young guy. He's what 22, 23? Like I think you're yeah, right, yeah. I think it could I think it could work out. Well, yeah. and so I have a little small uh I guess it's a concern about that, JB. Is mm-hmm. it, it also depends on where Justin's at because if this is still a run first type offense, you know, you're going to have to pay David Montgomery too. So you're going to have your best offensive player prob- probably be him and then bring in a guy like Metcalf. You're putting him back in the same kind of scenario, aren't you? you? Almost are, but at the same time, remember how we spoke about we have to have the two running back system and they're getting less away from that, that, that Cleveland mold, right? <laughs> and trying to get more towards being that old San Francisco mode where they're that, that Kaepernick mode where they yeah. still do pass the ball as much as they run more balance, 30 passes, 30 rushes, depending on, you know, how many times you get the ball. Yeah. That, that favors to me, that favors everybody because now you have a change of pace back in Herbert, right? Commits a year better, hopefully. Yeah. Um, we like what we see from Grant Mooney's a year better because Mooney is trending to honestly be one of Justin's favorite targets. He really is. You know, we don't know what we have in Demir Bird. Is he a one-year rental? 
We don't know what we really have in Rodney Adams. Is that another guy that's just going to keep going up and down? Jesper Horstead. I know that's not a familiar name. That's not a favorable name. But that's also a name who Justin likes to throw to. I would imagine him next year having, unless they draft another guy, he's going to have a significant uproll on, on the Well, Jimmy's gone. Because you know Jimmy's that. gone. He's gone. And, that's and, why I brought, and Jesse James might be gone. You've got Cole for blocking. If they re-sign Jesse James, you've got him as a blocker type guy as well. So you could have Jesper be that third receiving tight end on this team, probably in a 12 package, you know, where he's on one side and he just, you know, runs a route in the middle, grabs a great catch. He comes down. He could be that guy. I could. See, you like my vision. And then I, <laughs> I actually saw something and I wish I remembered the exact numbers, but they were actually comparing a uh, uh, commit to some of the other greats um, like a Travis Kelsey in, in, in his second year. And his numbers are actually better, which I wouldn't have thought that at all, but like they had like Kelsey, they had a whole bunch of like, I think Kittle might've been on that list too, but he had better numbers than them. So we shouldn't sit and just, you know, and I'm even guilty of this too, of looking at a guy like Cole Komet and, just kind of writing him off, you know, because of the drops, because of sometimes he's not able to get open that well. Maybe he grows even more next year. He grows into that body. He grows into his speed a little more, and he turns into, you know, a top seven, eight tight end in the league. I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that, but I'm going to say this. That draft pick comes with some expectations. Yeah. We went through this same mode with Adam Shaheen, and we we saw what that did for us. Now, I'm not calling Cole Komet Adam Shaheen. No. But I'm also I'm seeing a, I'm seeing flashes, but yet I'm still not seeing that. Not seen enough. I'm that that that. Mm, we got one. I'm still yeah. seeing like he's productive. Not saying he can't play. Clearly, he can play. But are we looking at? him being like that dynamic tight end? Is he Kelsey-esque? Is he George Kittle-esque? Hell, let's look at some of the new guys. Is he uh, is he Hooper? Uh, is he is he is he Higby? Uh, is he Mike Gesicki? Uh, <laughs> no. I think he's Cole Komet. Yeah. That's who I think he is. Yeah. At this point, I, <laughs> but you know like, you're maybe, always trying to okay, compare, right? Okay, okay, a poor man's Kyle Rudolph, maybe because he can block as well. Right, right. Um, okay, maybe he more Zach into that. No way. No, nah, he's not Zach. Ertz. Not even close. <laughs> a beast. A beast. No, he's not Zach. No, that's not even. But close. if he turns into a Zach Ertz, oh, absolutely. Now we can go right. But we're over here comparing hypotheticals on this guy. Exactly, and I was gonna say like it, it really depends. Here too, yeah, yeah, but we, it also depends on who come if Nagy gone, who comes in, how they gonna use him, how they gonna like how they yeah. gonna look at him as in their scheme. So there's a lot of guys that could turn into great players, but like we love Montgomery, but the next guy come in might not like that type of running back. He might run an offense where he want he want a more twitchy guy. So it just depends on. It's a lot of stuff. Like you just gotta take the team you have now, and then if Nagy leaves, who you get? How he fits with his scheme, and it's it's gonna change. It's, the dynamics of this team gonna change if they get a new head coach. You are so right because I'm still bitter. I'm saying it. I hold a grudge. <laughs> Mike Moss came to town and said, "I don't need Greg Olson." What? Oh, oh yeah. 
I'm always going to be bitter about you that. You got us Brandon Mariuna. That's all we needed to say there. You don't have to say anything else but what you said right there, JB. That's enough right there, (laughs) period. But we have got to segue in this. I didn't expect to take this long on it, but no worries, man, because we don't have anywhere to go. So (laughs) let's keep this train rolling a little bit, guys. I got a quick word from Justin Fields on this whole COVID Mm -hmm. debacle that's going on with this team. Let's take a listen. Matt was just talking about how there are a lot of guys here who are sick, you know, whether it's COVID or a non-COVID illness. What's it been like for you trying to make sure you stay safe uh, this week? It's been wearing a mask, so same thing. Mm-hmm. That's about it. What's the, what's the greatest challenge to not having live reps, at least today, possibly multiple days as you go into this game Monday night? Um, just, I mean, like you said, not seeing the play live. Um, you can walk through it, but it's not the same, you know, without repping it live. So, um, that's a, just the biggest difference, really. So. How do you compensate for that as best you can? Walk through reps. I mean, that's the only thing you can do. So, um, just, you know, walk through reps and talk about the play. <laughs> I love the way Justin <laughs> talks about stuff. He's just like, this is what I do. Like, right, there's right. nothing else to it than that. Like, <laughs> Why can't you guys understand this? I'm going to keep telling you the same thing. But, man, right now, the Bears have 12, count them, 12 players on the COVID protocol list. Names like Allen Robinson, Eddie Jackson, Jesse James, Joel. I I can never say his last name right. Ian Buniwe, (laughs) Ryan Nall. Isaiah Coulter, Mario Edwards, Eddie Goldman, Artie Burns, Sam Kamara, Larry Borum. And Elijah Wilkinson was on it before all that. So, guys, and didn't even bring up that there's three, count them, three coordinators out as well this week. All three offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinators are not playing. So, that tells me a few things. (laughs) A, Matt Nagy's calling plays this week no matter hell or high water because he's got no one standing in his way. But, guys, how do we recover from this? How can they prepare enough and – game plan enough to make this game against the Vikings interesting even because hmm. it's hard for me to see this like I, I I just don't know how you can you know run up against a Justin Jefferson a, a Dalvin Cook you know the Vikings lead the league in sacks as well on top of that so what do you guys think they can do really to prep for this game and is there a shot for them in this game <laughs> All right. It's like it's always I was trying to be say, optimistic, Warwick. That's right. what you I, are, Mr. Optimism. Yeah, so. I was gonna say this later when, when we talked about the Vikings, but I was just gonna say, like, this is a scary game because the pair the Bears spend a lot of like emotional energy in the first yeah. half on this game. Like they really you could you know they played hard, like they wanted to win and to lose in the end, and now you finna go play the Vikings <laughs> who could easily Dalvin Cook, like you said, Jefferson. Cousins. I think Adam Thielen's not in. Right. But now he's not. He's still they, hurt. But they just, With those two right there, they could <laughs> – you saw what Dalvin Cook did. Yeah. <laughs> like his last game. So that's why I say, like, that's the only thing that scared me about this game is that they have emotional. Now they at the point where, like, emotionally they defeated. Hopefully they not, but it's just that, that it's, the, it's the end of the season and, you like, you put all your energy trying to beat the Packers and, like, huh. And now you have coordinators out – the, the schedule, how the sidelines and how they used to the locker room is going to be different. A 
lot of guys out. So you're going to have new guys stepping up. And this is where you have like different like communication breakdown guys who haven't played, played a lot in there now in the middle of the game. And you saying checks that you use, you usually could tell like your DN, if I want them to pinch, I could just hit him. I could just hit him on the hip or tell him like, all right, all right. And we could talk like that, but now I got to actually tell a guy, you know, like talk a little different. So that's just a little stuff that's different in the game, but it's next man up. Like you get a paycheck. So that's how, that's just how it works. Like you, that's why you have backups in this situation and we finna see them play now. So what do you think JB? So I'm going to say no. <laughs> we don't have a chance in hell. A snowball's chance in hell. And here's why, guys. Let's let's keep uh, it. Let's 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 keep it keep it real. Keep it real. The Vikings are fighting literally for their playoff lives. Right. Yep. The Bears are really fighting for an identity at this point. Right. Not yeah. really fighting for anything of, of anything tangible. Right. Cool. Now. What would be the motivation other than, like you said, Ward, I'm auditioning to make sure I can get on the team next year. I'm auditioning so that, you know, maybe another team will pick me up and I'm, I can feed my family. Cool. But what would be the motivation for somebody to try to just come on Monday night besides being embarrassed to try to beat the Vikings? We beat them. What happens? Nothing. Nothing. We get five wins. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we say, oh, well, we beat one team that's decent. Right. Well, you get to say you at least beat one team that's decent. Like I mean, they're actually five and one against them going into this game. Right. I mean, right. they they matched up well against them, but they're getting better and we're getting worse, it seems like right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna underestimate a player's pride. Like I said, like you saw how they played the first half against the Vikings. I mean the Vikings, the Packers. Like I'm not gonna underestimate that. Like and guys, if you have a like, I don't, I ain't been in a locker room with them guys, but if they plan that hard for the Packers, then they talk, they they have pride, like they still fighting, like they just, and now they're gonna even be even more with people out. So the players that's gonna play gonna have pride to try to win. It's just that the Vikings probably just gonna have a better game plan and a little more talent. Yeah, <laughs> like I hate to say it, but it's just at that point, like okay, let's just be for real now, like. The Bears fight hard, but they just they don't have the right scheme or talent right now that's that's working. So it's gonna be a hard game for them to win, but they still I still say they're gonna play hard. Now they play hard for a half, uh three quarters. That just depends on how hard they fight. But they gonna I, I see now that the Bears gonna fight, they still fighting, which that shows that they still have like Nagy might not be doing a good job, but the players still respect him because they still playing hard for him. Because they could easily be like, "Man, shut up!" Like, <laughs> like we want you out of here. Like, why don't they do that? That's what I want them to do at this point. Because it's a difference. To to shut up and get out. And there's a difference, and I don't. Want, and I don't. I ain't know if he's gonna talk about this or if I'm bringing it up about uh, Urban Meyer. Mm, like, we can talk about that. That's, that's like a situation where the team basically. Threw the captain off the ship, like made him walk the plank. <laughs> like, I like that. <laughs> that like mutiny, like basically like mutiny, mutiny. like because uh, there's a difference. Like, like Nagy might not be doing a good job football wise, but if he still had respect, because he's a good guy, he treat the players nice. You know, not not nice, but you know, like respect. Because it ain't about being nice to players. We don't want coaches to be nice. We want to hear the truth. But it's a respect thing. Like, you don't berate your players. You don't kick them. And all the stuff that's coming out now. Like that's how. That's how you lose a team. When I talked earlier about the player still going to stand up for Nagy and have his back, because that's what happens. Like, you still have respect for another man that's in the hard field, 
out here battling with you, out here in these hot practices. Even though he's not playing, he's still putting game plans. They work as what well, they doing behind the scenes. They stand up all night working on game plans and breaking down film. So they put in just as much work as us. It's just a different type of work. So, yeah. But it got like the Urban Mind situation. Now, that is where a team give up on you because they didn't lose respect for you as a man, as a person. Not It don't have nothing to do with football. He lost respect from his players as a person. Like, no. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not how you – I don't care what oh, – yeah, no, you're not going to do all – You talk can't, play. like, sit in a room with all your coaches and go, who in here is a winner, and then right. tell everyone to put their hands down. This guy is the guy that – he brought them all in. Right. So he's literally the leader of the losers then because right. he's obviously he's obviously the one that hired these guys. I He's lost his mind. That guy has a problem with adversity. You saw it at Ohio State. You've seen it at other places. The guy, you know, when it's going great, it's fine. But as soon as stuff starts getting bad. He's a, he's a front runner. He always has been. Yeah. And that's not going to change. It, it It's not. And I'm. I actually picked him to be gone after the second season. I was way off. But it is I don't think it is. anybody thought he'd be gone 13 games in. But. Huh? But so. so <laughs> Should we do the same with Nagy? Well, we can't this week. Well, we don't have anybody else. <laughs> thank you, JB. That's exactly what I was going to get to. Because um, this is a question I had for you guys. I was coming in. I was going to ask you, is is this the week that Nagy gets fired? But, you know, with everything that's going on now, it's kind of hard for that to happen. But, guys, remember, they can start looking at new head coaches, you know, uh, week, I think it starts 15 or 16, 16 now. So you've got those two weeks. And I heard today that they will do those virtually. So you don't have to worry about anybody coming to Howis Hall. They can keep it more quiet that way as well. So, I mean, would you rather be in the Bears position right now with their head coaching, or would you rather be the Jaguars? I would rather be the Jaguars because the Jaguars <laughs> fired the coach. They can start the process. They've got an early jump on everything. We don't have that because they they refuse to get rid of Nagy un, unless they're doing it, you know, like behind closed doors. I don't know specifically what the rule entails about if you can, you know, actually look for coaches while you have a coach employed. I don't know if, if that's the rule or if you have to fire your coach or how that works. However it works, though, they need to have a solid plan going into it. So would you rather be the Jags or would you rather be the Bears? Minus the players on the field. We know that. I mean the situation. Right. Me as a, me as a player, like if I was a free agent and I was looking at both of them, I would rather come to the Bears. Even though I know they fired, they fired uh, Urban Meyer. Like I say, that's just that sounds dysfunctional, like yeah. the whole organization. And when you come into a new team and you're looking at teams, you're looking at stability, which that's what wins in the NFL. A team that know how to draft, run a good team, players. You know they you don't hear too bad things coming out the organization. And I was yeah. like Jacksonville for the last couple of years. That that organization had a lot of problems in Jacksonville, even with like Tom Coughlin and how that was run. So I would be like, eh, the Bears, they're going to get a new coach, but they they known for defense. They, they got great fans. It's a major city. I'm going to look at the Bears and go to a situation where I was like, that just sounds dysfunctional where you letting the coach get away with Stan. Did, he didn't have to travel with the team at the game. Like, that's like, come on. 
Like, <laughs> like so, some stuff that he got away with already would have me like, wait a minute, like, wait a minute. Apparently, he basically like got fired and he didn't even go back and tell anybody. All of his coordinators that were having meetings, all all the game planning, they had no idea what was going on. Right, right. He so didn't even come back to have the decency, you know, for his his football team, right. his coaches, his guys. He didn't have the decency to come back and at least tell them, guys, I'm gone. That's how bad of a person Urban Meyer is. Right. And that's what I say. Like he lost he lost the respect of his players as a person. Like, yeah. And not like he might be a great college coach, <laughs> but it's a different college and pros are different. Like that's that's like a that's like a general or a sergeant in the army and a boy scout leader. Like <laughs> yeah. those are different. Like coaching college kids is different than when you're talking with grown men who have families yeah. and some guys been like they like I look at Urban Meyer like he was a great college coach, but as in the NFL, I was like, You lucky you got 13 games, you ain't proved nothing in the NFL level. Yeah. Like NFL is different. Like, and you how you that's another thing about the NFL is in college, guys are still trying to get to the next level. So they still asking for guidance. When you get to NFL, yeah, when you get to the NFL, you mess with professionals where they like, I don't need no more guidance. I know how to do this. I just need, hey, show me game plan, work on some technique, and that's it. So it's just a different way you handle like NFL players compared to college players. And I just think he never he never adjusted. Like he still tried to run it like a college, and that don't work. So then, then at that point, you have to ask yourself, like Matt Nagy, are they leaders of men? Well, see, I think, yeah, because Matt- Get the grease board, are they leaders of men? Right. Because you, you, you said respect. Right. One, one gained the respect and right. lost it. Right. The other one, eh, we kind of respect them, but we question what you're doing. Right. No, Either I one, that's I not a person, I personally think the players still respect Matt, Matt Nagy. Yeah, yeah, they respect, but they're losing right. faith. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that's not the player's decision. That's that's the people that's a higher pay grade than us. So all all I could all I can promise you, Matt Nagy, is I'm gonna play hard for you. I'm gonna respect you as a coach. And you tell me to do this, you tell me to do this or be here at this time, I'm gonna do it as a respect because you're the head coach. Now, if you're living up to my expectation, that's not and you're not doing this right, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the upper people's decision. All I'm gonna do is I'm gonna promise I'm gonna play hard. For myself and for you, you know, and that's and long as and that's I think that coaches and players, that's the relationship they have. Like, just respect me when I when we on this field. So, I think he still had a player's respect. They also you don't hear nobody talking bad or like things he do that's bad. Like we may criticize him on play yeah. calling, but <laughs> player, we don't look. I mean, they say he's a really good guy, but again, that good guy does not win football games. Right, and that's like I say, that's that's not a personal thing. That's like, hey. That's just like a player come to the team and I don't fit and I move on in one year. The guys on the team are going to be like, hey, he was a cool guy, nice guy. He just didn't fit with our scheme. So good luck. Like, good luck down the road. But when I, if I came in there and I was, like, stealing all the people's pants or stealing all the people's lockers at practice, <laughs> they're going to be like, beat it. That's Urban Meyer. They're going to be like, beat it, you loser. Like, <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. That's a different way I'm going to lead the team. So that's why I say Nagy could leave and he didn't work. But you don't never want that's just as a that's just in life. You don't you don't want to lose respect of a person, your peer, like over something that's like, come on, like <laughs> that's why I say that's a character thing. That don't have nothing to do with coaching. And I yeah. just feel like Nagy is like coaching. It's not personal. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I had a little clip about the Sam Mustafer actually speaking on the Vikings. 
I don't even want to play it because I like I don't like Sam Mustafer that much. But I wanted to play it just just because I wanted to give my thoughts about the Vikings game too. So I'm gonna play this real quick. When you look at that Vikings defensive front, what are the things that are jumping out to you in in the way they've been consistently able to be productive? Yeah, um, anytime you get in a third and long situation, second and long situations, that's the down and distance that they want you in. So they can bring some of those looks, um, get the running backs one-on-one with linebackers and stuff like that in those situations. Uh, but they run stunts up front, games, uh, you know, veteran linebacker core that understands how to run that defense very well. Um, so, yeah, uh, try to avoid those long situations where they can dial up some of those pressures that uh, give, give teams trouble. Justin has to be aware of as a, a rookie quarterback and seeing Zimmer's defense for the first time and some of the double-A gap mug stuff and, and just things that you can help him get comfortable with throughout the week. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, but it it's tough. Like, it, they, they, they do a great job disguising certain things. I mean, Harrison Smith's also a veteran safety. He can be at the line of scrimmage and be on the back end in a, in a split second. So, you know, understanding – how the play clock works, what they're looking at, uh, what tips they're studying, understanding that they're listening to our calls and, you know, there's got to be adjustments made. So, The adjustment that needs to be made is Sam Mustafer should not be playing center, but we don't <laughs> need to get on that whole thing. The answer for me on that Vikings question is obviously no. The good thing about this is if you look at the Vikings defense – they're actually ranked 27th against yards uh, every pass play, and they're 29th against the run. <laughs> it's like, but they lead the league in sacks. So, what but you know what we won't do? What do you we won't run the ball. And, and that's 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 a bare minimum topic <laughs> that I will get to eventually. But it's like you know, what are you gonna do other than pray at this point? Because there, there is a silver lining about all of this COVID stuff is that the NFL actually just came out. They're actually figuring out how to restructure the entire COVID protocol right mm-hmm. now. They are collective bargaining it with the league as we speak. And one of the things that they are going to do is they are going to let players that are asymptomatic, if, if they pass uh, two uh, tests in a 24-hour period, they get to play. So hopefully that's going to help jumpstart it a little bit. But there's really no way for anything, you know, at this point, you guys laid it out the best. They're decimated on and off the field. There's no way that they're winning this game. <laughs> there's not. I just wanted to get my thought in there, and I wanted to rip on Sam Musta for one more time. <laughs> I love the guy. I love you as a person, but I just do not think you're a very good center at this point. Olin, I love you. And I want you to be my president of football operations, my guy. But, <laughs> yeah, just be quiet. Hush, Alan. Stop with the hate, Alan. Bring the love. But we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. So here's a message Owen. from – Yeah. Hi, yeah, Owen. You said Owen. <laughs> yeah. I know you, message Owen. From... I nothing. <laughs> I'm... If I get him on the show, I'm going to – Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. But we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hear from Nick and Ivy Brewery. 
Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. And that was a quick word from our sponsor, Nick and Ivy Brewery. Guys, make sure you get down to Lockport. I talked to Paul the other day. Um, he actually told me that he doesn't have – my favorite is he, he had this uh, – um, it's a cookie dough stout that he had. Which was, it was Oh, my God. It was so it, It's <laughs> like one of the best beers I, I've ever tried. But it wasn't like a regular. It was something that, that like they just threw in. But he actually – has another new one, and I can't find the name of it on hand, but it, it, it it's another cookie-type one. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So he's got he's got another one called um, – it's an oatmeal cookie milk stout. Yeah. So it's actually called – I think it's called, like, Cookie Monster or something like that. I'm not 100% sure, but – you got to get down there and try this stuff, guys. I'm not joking when I say this. I've never had a bad beer there, and you're going to love it. So get there. Try it today. But we are going to get to our Bears fans with a brain uh, poll question of the week, and I got to get back to it now because I ran off, and now all of a sudden my computer wants to do 18 things at once. So <laughs> let me get back up to it real quick. So the Bear fans with a brain uh, question of the week is, and it's funny that we brought up Olin Cruz because this question kind of relates to Olin Cruz. With the, news, with the news that Mr. Ted Phillips is looking uh, to maybe step down, do you think the Bears finally get a president of football operations in the building, guys? What do you think? Yay or nay? Because we've had kind of a mixture on this uh, poll question. We've had some people going, well, it's the Bears. They won't do it. And then there's other people saying they've been lobbying for so much change that it is going to happen. So do you think it will happen first and foremost? And if you've got to give me one candidate besides <laughs> Ryan Pace, because we all know that Ryan Pace is probably getting this job. Can you name me one guy that you think might work for this position? Mm, well, I'm going to say I think they will do it, and I hope they do it. Because I hope they just – I hope the Bears organization just gets some stability in the front office and the, the leadership. Like, that's just the one thing. That's like the team, all team, like I just feel like all teams, the front office, and if they have a vision and leadership, it trickles down to the players and who they pick and who they make it, who they put in the locker room and what coaches they pick. So I hope they do. I hope they do like go that route where you have a bunch of smart football guys, brains in the building working on building a great team. If I had a candidate, I don't really know a candidate. I saw a rumor. I saw a rumor where the, they were talking about the uh, the GM that used to be with the Texans, Rick Smith. <sighs> what? A, <laughs> dang you! 
Yes. Oh my God, you just ruined it. Oh, you ruined it for me. Which, that was I'm one sorry. of the guys I have. I have some other guys too. Right. But. Which you know, I'm in Houston and I didn't watch. I actually watched how he worked. I think he came from like Denver. But yeah. he, you know, he came. He had a, he picked some good people. JJ Y. He brought Hopkins. So he showed that he could he could do some good things with the organization. So I, yeah. when they, when I saw his name, I was like, he'll be a good safe pick, like a good safe general manager. But I don't know anybody that you would want, like who I could just name off the top, just to be a splash, a big time hire, a big time guy. So maybe I leave that to JB. <laughs> JB, I already know JB already got one in mind. So so obviously. I'm going to start from the bottom and build. We heard about Trace Armstrong. We know that that was <clears> – we were told that well, that, was not, that was not for real. I don't know about that because <laughs> him and him and Nagy have the same agent. So they have the same be, agent. But Trace be, came on Twitter and said, I haven't had any conversation with him. Why do you think he said that, JB? Because it's posturing. We already know that. Yes. We already know that. But exactly. I don't think that's a – I don't think that's the good fit, right? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill with no with with, with Owen. I will. <laughs> but if that's not the case, Ernie Accorsier had already said who he wanted. You know that man been out of football forever. But I personally would give a call to Ozzie Newsom. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say this name. So, so I did some homework on this. Because <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Ozzy Newsom, and I'm like, I know JB's gonna say Ozzy Newsom, but before you finish, I have to tell you something. So Ozzy Newsom is still with the Baltimore organization. He is a consultant. He's a he is getting uh, yes. He is getting paid the exact same that he got before. Oh yeah. And he's got the number two parking spot next to the owner. That guy came out and said he does not want to leave that cushy-ass job. Well, so, again, you can continue what you're saying, but <laughs> he has he has already shut this down because he is in the best situation right. he could ever have in his life. Agreed. So, anyway, JB, you may continue, <laughs> sir. Sorry to cut you off, but... He was ready for you, JB. I was ready for that one. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. I got to be real with my guy, man. I it's do. magical. It's magical. <laughs> But I and I and I knew that I didn't know he had the second parking space. He apparently has. Literally but I knew he was right still. I knew he owner. was still affiliated with the team in a consult in a they, consultant capacity, which is why I say I would give him a call buddy. and say, "What would you think? Who do you have out of your camp Our that buddy. may be an up and comer that we don't know about?" Yeah. Our buddy Tony here wants Warwick in there. I'll be all right with that. Oh, you better be bringing that with you. That's that's all I gotta tell you. Right, my head explodes. That'd be. I want Ward to come in. Too much info going into my brain. Linebacker coach, and then be a D coordinator. But that's why you have consultants that help you do this process, Warwick. You don't have to handle it all by yourself. (laughs) We're more than happy to help you, my man. Always. That's and that's and and but that's that's another beautiful thing because, like I said, if we had Ozzy's tree because now he's creating his tree right yeah who do you feel Ozzy who do you feel (laughs) is your next in line or your next two in line because if we can pull their coattails and put them in a position and they follow your thought process your ideology your mold now we're building 
So I'm glad you said that too, JB, because guess what else I have for you? I have a name for you on that because I knew that you were going to want the Baltimore Ravens tree. Yes. So there is a man named Joe Hortiz, who is the director of college scouting. Mm. The man is very, very well round. He's got guys like Zadarius Smith, Ronnie Staley, Matt Judon, Marlon Humphrey, Lamar Jackson. He was in on that. Orlando you talking Lamar about Jr. the Z- Zadarius Smith that we actually did not have to play last week? Yes. So <laughs> this man like has that. has helped mold that team. He's worked with Ozzy. Um, he's worked with um, Eric DaCosta. I'm pretty sure that's his name, if I remember yeah, I, right. Yeah, Eric DaCosta, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he's got a great track record. That could be another name right there that might work. Hey, Bill, my buddy Bill German, how are you? Sir, good morning, Bill. it's good to see you. Hope everything's well with you, my man. But, but yeah, so, so maybe someone like that for you, JB. I'm trying yeah. to get you engaged on other names besides Ozzy Newsome. So, <laughs> well, like, again, I was I knew, Ozzie, I knew Ozzy wasn't an option, but I knew that he had well, a tree that he was building because it seems like everybody that's part of that has just like struck gold. Yeah, so I want some gold too. Well, and <laughs> if if you look at a guy like Joe Ortiz, so he is in that mold with uh, Lamar Jackson. He's one of the guys that was big on him whenever he was coming in. I I know that Justin is a better thrower, but he knows the kind of personnel that a mobile quarterback needs. So that could be a very in, intriguing pick. All right. Again, I'll take him. Mr. Ortiz, <laughs> that you will. if you're listening, come right. on the show. Please. We want you. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Stevie Wonder. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 100% this is happening. 100%. There is way too much smoke about this. JB, you and I, and we're not trying to, like, sit and pat ourselves on the back by this, but on the Clubhouse podcast, before we started this, I mentioned this early in the beginning, even before the season, and we were all like, well, wait a minute. This could happen. There's more smoke. There's more smoke. We don't want Ryan Pace there, but he's probably going to be there. I hope they move him somewhere else. But I I was going to say that you should look at a guy like Rick Smith who molded the Houston Texans because I was prepping for Warwick because I knew Warwick like like he lives in Houston. So obviously he knows a lot about that. So I was thinking about uh, a guy like Rick Smith. Obviously, Olin Cruz is a massive choice for all of us. We all think he knows what he's doing. He's a great fit. What I'm really wanting to know is if it's either of these guys, who are they bringing in as their GM? And there's another name that I found is Elliot Wolf. And if you don't know who Elliot Wolf is, not familiar. Well, you're not familiar with him, but you could be familiar with his dad. Because his dad actually is Hall of Fame GM uh, Tom Wolf, who was the man who brought the Packers back to relevance back in the early '90s. He, oh. He's the one. He's the one who fired. Um, I can't remember their coach before Mike Holmgren. He he's the one who brought in Mike Holmgren. He traded for Favre. He did for all Favre from moves. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. He's been a consultant with a bunch of teams. He knows what he's doing. That's his son that I'm speaking of, who actually is a consultant for the New England Patriots in the Bill Belichick tree. So, again, you want that tree, 
another successful tree with somebody that isn't necessarily, you know, familiar with this area, but he's had success other places. And he has, you know, obviously it's in the blood. It's in the genes. <laughs> you want, want that, that right? Want so if I told you, you could get a guy like Rick Smith to run football operations or, I you know. I don't know if I trust Rick Smith to work. And let me tell you why. I mean. He empowered Bill O'Brien and that went bad. Oh, yeah, but everything he did before Bill O'Brien, like he, he hired an Bill expansion O'Brien. team into a massive success. Right. You know, Andre Johnson, Ooh. all those kind of guys, right? Like, yeah. he did, or wait, he came in 06, I think. Yeah, he, I don't think he had Andre Johnson. No, no he had the cardboard. He had Hopkins and Watt and those other yeah, guys. I think he was. I think he won. What you talking about, David Carr? Yeah, he came, right, he came after that. Yeah, he came after that. He definitely came after right. that. Because they were the Texans weren't that good. Like eight, right. eight, nine, and seven was like their best season. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Watson, yeah, Hopkins, like he has, he has Watt, some, JJ I think Watt. He's going, there's right, some great right. linebackers he's drafted right. in there. There's some oh, good the running back he's got a, in a, there. Arian Foster was pretty good. Arian yeah. Foster was no joke. So they had he, good ones, man. The thing, the thing with that was, especially with Bill O'Brien, was the the Texans tried to follow the Patriots tree. <laughs> That's why when y'all was saying follow the trees, I was like, oh wait a minute, because sometimes you try to you try to follow a tree and you ain't. Like we won the Patriots, we didn't have the same. We didn't have a Tom Brady to yeah, follow that. Well, so so that's kind of why I bring up Elliot Wolf in here because if you get Elliot Wolf, I mean, I don't know how old Tom Wolf is. I'm actually gonna look that up because I have no clue how old. Go on and look that up because I'm gonna tell you what. If you can get Tom and- Wolf just to help him as like a consultant, right? That'll help. Why not? Yeah, I mean, like I say, you want all the great football minds you can have in a building, but it's just what <laughs> what position. And this is a big, this is a big hire. This is a this is not just you know, you're not gonna just throw out like a guy like, and not just to say nothing with Olin Cruz, but they're gonna be like, what experience he has? This is like a a, a top notch job. Like you <laughs> you had a top of a team, so they are gonna want somebody that showed that he could do it before. So that's why it's like, but that's where I think they go wrong because they look yeah. for business type people. Yeah. Instead of football type people, because right, a right, football right. person has a different mindset. Right. Let whoever oh. run the finances and do whatever they need to do. That's fine. <laughs> I wrote down it as Tom Wolf. It's not Tom Wolf. My my freaking <laughs> my tablet actually changed it. it. It's actually Ron Wolf, Ron not Wolf. Tom Wolf. I apologize. My tablets for some reason changed the name that that I jotted down. But yeah. but still. Um, Either way, and he's he's 82, so that's probably not happening. Yeah. Well, but, and again, we're talking about him he could, consulting his son. He could call his dad, be like, "Hey, dad, what do you think?" <laughs> and I, I he's and he's with the New England Patriots hierarchy. He knows how Bill Belichick runs things. He can kind of mold that. It's not a Bill Belichick disciple that's actually coming to coach. It's one that's coming to GM. But my fear is, is that if you get him, who's the offensive coordinator for the Patriots? I don't want Josh McDaniels as my Josh head. McDaniels might end up being that pick if it's mm-hmm. him. And that's that's the only thing that scares me about him is that if, if we go that route, you're probably going to get Josh McDaniels as your head coach. But there's a lot of people that think that that is a good hire because he might have learned his lesson. The second time around might be better. Do you think the – a lot of Patriots fans were going, well, I don't want Bill Belichick. 
he didn't do very good with the Jets or he didn't he didn't do that good when he was in Cleveland or whatever like that. So may I maybe second times better, right? Yeah. May, you you may always I? you always may, sir. So <clears throat> some of our fans out there, <clears throat> Mario <throat> Williams, DN, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario. All right, Tony. Hey, Mom. Yeah. Probably more like Javon Clowney. Clowney. Clowney, too. Absolutely. Yeah, he had Mario Williams, Clowney, and what? Hmm. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah, Mario. But um, so here's my thing. And we just talked about Trace Armstrong. How you doing, Howard? Nice we'll get to, back uh, to that in one yes. second, Howard, and we will explain that to you in a minute. The the thing that I'm I'm leery and concerned about, right? So we just are willing, some of the fans are willing to say, oh yeah. Give Josh McDaniels another chance. He's a Bill Belichick disciple, blah, blah, blah. But those same people are naysayers against Todd Bowles. They're naysayers against Leslie Frazier. And I told him, I said, look, before you all say anything that you really don't really know, you're just looking at whatever. Yeah. Anytime Todd Bowles goes 10 and 6 with Ryan Fitzmagic in that horrible, porous Jets team, that's something to be praised. Anytime Leslie Frazier, granted he had Adrian Peterson, his quarterback was Christian Ponder. Do y'all remember Christian Ponder? I do. <laughs> you don't want to remember Christian Ponder fans. I remember him in college. But... I remember. Oh, yeah. FSU, anybody? Bueller, 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 Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> so my point is that kind of means this guy can coach. So am I saying he's Bill Belichick? No. But Bill Belichick's best season in Cleveland was 11-5. and five. They're not too dissimilar, all three of them. So sometimes a second chance can put you over. It can put yeah. you in a better situation. I, I remember agree. when Pete Carroll was coaching before he was at USC. A lot of people don't remember this. He was coaching the Patriots. I wasn't afraid. Ward, you weren't afraid of the Patriots when Pete Carroll was coaching them, was you? Uh-uh. 95, 96, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, they didn't really do like Pete Carroll didn't really do no with the Pages, right? They was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, he. Most he had people his... remember most people before Seattle remember Pete Carroll as being, oh, he's a college coach. He can't yeah, remember what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an NFL coach before he was right. A right. Coach. He was just like average NFL. But coach. he went there, there and he molded himself, and he got better and better and better, and then right. he yeah, came and back. But that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people are kind of, excuse my language, pissing. Yeah. Or these next tenured coach that would have their second try. And I'm like, the greatest coach ever wasn't that good his first time around. No. We have to take that into consideration, guys. We have to. We if, have Ted to Phillips did do. if Ted Phillips is stepping down, who they hire in that position is going to say a lot. It's going to kind of show the direction. So, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. like as the world turns when it comes to that type of stuff. Because you get, <laughs> it's got to work in, you know, it's got to work in segments. Like, we got to see what direction they want to go. And you'll know, you'll know real quick. So, yeah, yeah. So, but so we'll get back to uh, Trace Armstrong just just for a second. Um, the way that I feel about Trace Armstrong and the way that he came out and said that there there was no truth to that, I don't I don't necessarily believe that because no. Matt Nagy has the exact same agent as he does, and that could be some kind of weird tampering thing. I don't know how that rule works, but. That's not a good look for him whenever they're both represented by the same guy. So his and agent, shame on the Bears for not knowing that. His agent could have came out and been like, you need to knock that down right now. It doesn't mean that they can't come back later and go, oh, yeah, 
that was a great idea. So after we fired Matt Nagy, we went and we spoke to him. They can just use word salad as as they do. They're politicians. We all know that. <laughs> Spin doctor. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But we're going to take another quick commercial break and hear from the John Darren team. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. And that was a word from our sponsor, the John Darren team out at Homer Glen. Guys, make sure you get there today if you're looking for a home in the Chicagoland area in the sunny <laughs> 65 degree in the middle of December, Chicago. Make sure to get a hold of them, guys. Their website is homesbyjdt.com. And Howard, again, you're welcome for that. We could have went more in-depth, but, man, we are running on time right now. We've been chatty Kathy today. <laughs> so we got to get to our next segment, which is everyone's favorite. What are you watching? <laughs> This is What Are You Watching? Brought to you by the Chicago Clubhouse and the 1252 Sports Chicago Network. And again, this is What Are You Watching? Brought to you by the John Darren team and Homer Glenn, guys. So I'm going to go first. <laughs> no! Yes. I have to go first this time. I'm not letting you guys speak because you guys stole my shit last week. It's going to be the but it's gonna be the Hang on, hang on. Hush, hush. Hey, hey, hey. So what I'm watching this week is something that everybody should be watching. <laughs> Let's take a look real quick here. <laughs> yes. If you're living under a rock, you don't right. know that Spider-Man is out, and I am going tomorrow. I was going to go today, but obviously we had the podcast. Right, right. I cannot wait. I got a 6.30 showing tomorrow. I ordered the popcorn. I got it ready. I'm ready to roll, guys. <laughs> Spider-Man. Let's go. Let's get it. I'm excited about this. Do I even have to ask you guys? I mean, everyone's watching Spider Man. Right. I, I, I wasn't gonna use Spider Man this week because I've been I feel like I've been talking about it for like two weeks. But... We have, but that's why. Wait, are, are you are you going? Yes, I'm going. Where, 
tomorrow. <laughs> Chris Edgerton just watched it, Chris. I Wait, am, what? I'm ignoring you the rest of the day. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, if I, you give me a spoiler, I will yeah, hunt sh- you down hey, like a rabbit pump the dog. Brakes, AB, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to watch it this weekend. Like, I bought the tickets, but, you know, it was a mad rush. Like, right. I, I thought I had time, and then when I tried to go, and it was like people buying tickets. So I'm watching I, this weekend, but not to, not today. I literally but, thought a week in advance would be enough. I right. was wrong. But, so, I, but I wasn't going to say that this week. This this week I was going to say what I was watching was, which was a lot of, like, drama. Not drama, but it was just, like, good watching. Like, it's become real interesting now is – I see AM was the uh early signing day. The early signing oh day and all God. the drama around that is what I was watching. <laughs> we gotta talk about that. We <laughs> got to talk about that because primetime just changed the game. Did we? Right. Hey, primetime which got I, which, the which second I, overall high school the number uh, player two guy in, in the country. country. And he, he, he might be he, the number one guy, to, actually. Well, some people I saw have him as number one. Two. Some okay. people have him right, as two. Right. It just yeah. depends on who's bored. But HBCU, right? That's He's what I'm changing I was the say. game right now. I, I was going to say, like, watching how the evolution of college football is starting to become like basically wow. amateur football. <laughs> I love <laughs> like it the, because getting paid, coaches moving, money, the contracts, a hundred mm-hmm. million dollar college coaches, players and getting nil. Yeah, they're getting yeah. six figures. Some people in the way, like the transfer protocol. Like, if you don't like an uh-huh. area, you can move, and not going to the highest bidder. Chris like Edgerton, was- it's never to, it's never good to be a Michigan Wolverine. Stop <laughs> right. yourself now. So just to say, and them number one yeah. recruiting class, like they yeah, did. That, that was huge. That was huge. a lot of guys, and just seeing like how the how it's just changing now, like how did Alabama's pissed at you? <laughs> yeah, and Georgia. You guys got like and what was it the best safety or was it the best? We got like the best D lineman. We got like I'm about to say, I know receiver. you had the top D lineman, right? Yeah. We got like a couple top D linemen, like a top receiver. I think it was Alabama got the best safety. Like, right. I was like, trying to we pay took like a good corner. We took like a great corner from like Georgia. Well, like, you know what that is, right? That's the Patrick Mahomes effect. <laughs> that, that's all that is. It's the Patrick Mahomes effect. People see what he did there, and no. it got sexy, man. Texas no, A&M no, got no, sexy no, no. after Patrick Mahomes. That's, te- that's Texas that's Tech. Dak. Oh, te- oh, my bad. Yeah, no, no, you all right? My bad. No, what's sexy? Yeah, what's, A&M is. Yeah, what's sexy okay. with A&M right. is we got Jimbo Fisher now. My that was bad. a great yeah, recruiter. Jimbo's your coach. We got like Jimbo Fisher, so he a great recruiter. But no, no, you okay? Like, yeah. What? Well, a lot of, he a lot got a lot of state boys, didn't he? Say it again. He got a lot of them Florida State boys, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he went over. He got like some Florida. We got like a top guy to like New Jersey. <laughs> Man, the money A and M gave out for this recruiting cycle is serious, Chris Edgerton. But yeah, that's, and that's what I—that's what I was right. watching. That's what I was watching too, because you know, a lot of teams like actually was mad. Like Dabo Sweeney, I saw when yeah. he came out was talking about it because he didn't—he wasn't at the top now. Like, yeah. and with Dion getting that top guy, like a lot of teams was really like Florida State. They had pictures like people burning like they Dion jerseys and they think memorabilia from Dion. Like they yeah. were. They was mad that he took that guy. So I was just like, man, these are high school kids now that haven't played college football. And, like, people are actually, like, burning jerseys and sending hate mail over high school kids recruiting now just to see how it didn't change. So that's what I was watching this week. Was it's going to get better, too, man. Like, right, right. more and more this goes, the more and more I love it. And the more and more it's going to push people away. And I, this is an NFL show, guys. 
but there's going to be a lot of people that that start gravitating more towards college football. I've been one of them. As you realize, I'm not the best with college <laughs> because I just messed up Patrick Mahomes' yeah. school. No, right. <laughs> but in saying that, like, it's exciting to watch now, and it's just growing and growing. And I'm glad these players are finally getting their due and their voices are being heard in the correct way. And they're doing it right, man. They are. It absolutely is. And, and, and work, again, taking you down memory lane. <clears throat> we knew what you did, number 43, if I'm not mistaken. 43. Right, right. 43. Leland yeah. McElroy, 34, <laughs> 37, something yeah, like that. 34. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he was younger, but yeah, we know what we know what the man A and M boys do. <laughs> Living out of prayer all the time. Hey, Hail Mary play, prayer king right get, there. We don't get into that. We play by the rules. We, uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about you know we got in the league and scored. Remember, remember, remember. Yeah, he and, did, um, and Dion robbed his former school. FSU. Yeah, that's why I say he people robbed him. Well, no, he did. That's, that's what I said. FSU. Tony Chapo came right. in. Yeah, right. but remember. Johnny Manziel got in trouble for doing the money sign at AM. Right. And then right. when he got to Cleveland, he was like, now I got yeah. money. He did it the day he got drafted. He walked on stage and did it. So, <laughs> and but, that's but, when hey. I knew he was going to be a bust. I'm like, there's no way this kid's going to hey, make forget it. Forget about the bust. No damn look way. At, look at the draw that he brought to AM. That's what right, I said. Right. Oh, yeah. It's the Dak Prescott effect because right. look what Dak did for Mississippi State. Remember, people wasn't running Kevin Summer and all them. People wasn't running the Mississippi State like that. Yeah. No, for his college, Johnny Manziel got AM name where people start saying AM because before that we were yeah. we were irrelevant pretty much. But like we started getting more talent. Obviously, he won the Heisman. Then you had receivers like Evans. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right, Evans. A lot of people don't know that. Mike Evans, this on Tampa Bay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, don't know people that. before that, like Vaughn Miller, uh Miles Garrett. We like AM has some players. Uh the offensive lineman, uh What's the guy that played for the Packers for a long time with the long hair? Linebacker, outside backer, and his dad, oh. his uncle played. Matthews. No, Matthews. Matthews. Oh, no, wait. No, no, right. Matt, um, Clay Matthews. Bruce Clay. Matthews, Clay Matthews. Right. right. Matthews. Sure did. Like, like two of their sons, like their sons went to went to Because Clay like, went to – Clay Matthews Jr., which is actually he's named after his uncle. Yeah. He went to SC. He, he went to USC, right. We had like two of their like sons, like, cause, like you know, like – Offensive lineman. So we because no, there was another Matthews brother that played for the Eagles. Right. And he probably went to AM. He had long hair too. Yeah. We had a couple yeah. of them play for the for AM. So he, he came like, from AM. I, I know exactly right. what you're talking about. Absolutely. Right. It just it was just interesting this week, just the recruiting and how it, it was unfolding and saw how like a lot of people that was used to getting like great recruiting classes was kind of butthurt because <laughs> people was changing on them in the last minute. So I was just like, look at this, like some high school kids got well, that much power. I'm loving that that kid that went to Dion, man. <laughs> if you watch the video, guys, you yeah. gotta go check out the video. He just rips the hat off and throws it, and then he grabs another one. He talks for a minute, and then he rips that one off and throws it, and then he puts on the Jackson State hat. And I'm like, oh my god, this kid just changed the world. So tell the truth, when you saw that line of hats, you saw the Jackson State hat up there. No, I was way. like, going to that hat would not have been up there unless he was going there. Dion, Dion de definitely sold him. Dion seemed like he seemed like he had that, that personality where he could win you over and talk to you and get you feeling comfortable. So, I mean, I wish I wish the best for all the kids, no matter where they go. They still got to play. So, I respect and honor and love all of them because guess what? They're in college. 
That's the right. first and foremost. Yeah, like, that's why I say, like, just to see how people were reacting over some high school kids who, like I say, haven't even played a down for you and just trying to win that recruiting award. That was just some great. That was great TV. I was just watching. It was. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Yeah. I went back and watched that. So that's it. That's all we're watching. Well, JB. You took Spider-Man. Like <laughs> you guys stole mine last week. So I'm like, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna make a production out of this one. Well, well you know what? Cause yeah, because two weeks prior to that, I think maybe three, I stole Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. yeah. And then oh. Warwick stole the Witcher from me, which is actually also coming out tonight at midnight, I believe. Hold on. Oh, the new season. So. so you said what are I wa- so of course I'm watching Texas AM basketball. Yes. Okay. On my computer because my cable provider is a shout out to Comcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I also I also started watching The Witcher because of you. Good, and Chris Edgerton did too, apparently, because he he just chimed in saying it. So I was I got that Game of Thrones type of feel that 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 that, um Lord of the Rings ish. You know, I got that, of which I'm cool with. I lo- I, it's a I little like more, like, um, it's a little more magical type stuff than it is on that. When he you know. said the word mutant, I was like, really? In the 1400s, you had the word yeah. mutant? Okay, yeah. cool. But I was on it. So, that's what I'm watching. I'm watching I'm watching The Witcher. I'm watching Spider-Man. Of right, course right. you're watching Spider-Man. <laughs> Anyone in the world who isn't watching Spider-Man is living under a rock. Right. Because that meme... And I wish I would have got it to pull up. You have I, didn't. It? I don't have it on here. I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my phone, but if put it up to the camera because that's awesome. Yeah, hey, that's, hang on. And so can, can I do if, the spoiler? Can I do the spoiler? So if this, if you guys can see <laughs> right it's, here, that's the one. Yes. Does not happen. I'm I'm getting a glare over here, but this is basically like a comic book meme or something of <laughs> All, all all three Spider-Mans pointing at each other. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to riot. And if it does happen, I'm going to get up and scream in the theater. I don't care who hears me. I don't care. I, so, I'm going to be like a little kid during this movie. Nerd alert. Yeah. You know how I do on my YouTube. Nerd! <laughs> I heard that is in the movie. And, and I, I guarantee it is. To see it. I, I guarantee it is. wait to see it. I'm going to explode. Nice. I might actually just pull my phone out, Snapchat it, and just, <laughs> and just rage out. Because I'm, I'm gonna call Chris Edgerton after the show. We got some things to talk about. <laughs> I am not. I don't like getting spoiled on that kind of stuff. Right, so there's right. no way I'm doing it, man. No I can't way. Help it. But yeah, guys, make sure that you go check that out. It's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Oh my god. I but see now, what you mean there. amazing. Amazing. <laughs> We're going to take one more quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Here's a word from our sponsor, Morris Beer. There was a time when high standards prevailed, when excellent craftsmanship was displayed and treated with the utmost importance. Acquire the crisp, refreshing taste of Moore's Beer. Moore's Beer. Raise your standards. And that's a quick word from our sponsor, Moore's Beer Guys. Raise your standards. Make sure you get out in your Chicagoland area today and get some. If you don't know where it's at, you can go to moorsbeer.com and find your nearest local location. 
raise your standards, guys. And it is now time. And I, it's it's going to be a depressing <laughs> one, but it's time for the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Number one. Number two, we are not a charity. We cannot give them the game. That's number two. And number three is we execute from the very start of the game to the very end of the game. And this is going to be the bare minimum brought to you again by Moore's Beer. Raise your standards. So here we go so number one for me first and foremost play with the next man up mentality guys warwick you mentioned it earlier be ready to play you know we've got 12 people out with covid as of right now with three coordinators as well so if you ever wanted an opportunity that you haven't gotten this year what better time than monday night football to show the world what you have, show every team in the league what you have, bring it and bring it hard, man, because this might be your only shot at your next opportunity. Number two for me, take advantage of prime time, Mr. Kirk Cousins, because we know how he plays on Monday night, <laughs> Sunday night, primetime football. He is flat garbage on that. I didn't pull the numbers. You don't have to. Um, he struggles a lot. You got to be opportunistic against this guy. Bring some pressure, make him uncomfortable, and show everybody, show everybody who primetime Mr. Kirk Cousins is because he's not that good. Number three, I'm going to say it a million times probably every week. Run the damn ball. Please run the ball. As I said earlier, the Vikings lead the league in sacks. Yes, so how do you avoid sacks? You run the ball. They are 29th against the run and 27th against the pass per play. You obviously have to throw the ball, yes, but run the ball. Use David Montgomery. Get more than 10 carries a game with your bell cow, guys. Use Justin in some bootlegs even if you want. Maybe some design runs. He showed a little bit of that early last week. You can definitely take advantage of this defense. And number four for me, and the most important, don't get COVID before Monday, please. My God, stop it. It's enough. Please, whatever all these new protocols are going to be, they're going to be heavier. Every team in the league is having problems now. Be careful. Be smart. And do not get COVID. <laughs> I know that's a funny one to say, but I have to say it. And those that's my bare minimum. <laughs> I just, oh, the COVID thing. It just, ugh. Oy vey, guys. Oy vey. Yeah, please, mask up. Mask yeah, mask up. up and be smart. Just like Justin said in the interview earlier, you know, make sure that you're Put your mask on. Just, it's easy. Just do it. I'm not preaching about all that other crap. That's not. I'm just saying if you want to play football, follow the rules. <laughs> that's first and foremost, and that's all I need to say about that. So, who wants to go next? Anyone? Bueller? 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 All right. It's all you. So, Last week, I said I wanted to see the Bears show some effort. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they listening listening to the podcast because <laughs> I was watching the first half like, uh, did they listen to what I They said? listened to us. So, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm keep that same energy. First of all, I want to be playing. Keep that. Play with pride. Play like y'all still have something to play for. Like, don't ever give up on the season. Keep playing. 
obviously I want him to do it for a whole game, not just one half. Yes. Right. But I also want to see two things that I want that I'm interested in this game. Because obviously I want the Bears to win. I want to play hard. But the two things I want to see is number one on offense. I want to see how Justin Fields, like how does he adjust from the game with the Packers? Because I feel like he made a couple like bad throws, a couple little mistakes, like the pick six, kind of like the. <laughs> I want to see how he adjusts yeah. and like how does he how does he take a game like that and how does he respond? Like how does he fight back? That's gonna that'll tell me a lot. Like as a player, just watch him how he fight back when he made a couple mistakes that. He had some growing pains in that game, man. Just to be just to be truthful, he he did good, but he also had some stuff where I was like, he looked like a rookie. So yeah, let's see how he adjusted that. Number two, I want to see how they handled Jefferson. I feel like Jefferson is becoming he's basically, he's basically becoming like nobody want to say a Randy Moss. I'm not trying to say that, but he's stepping up and becoming like a bell call bell call receiver. Yeah, like he, every week he's he's showing that. <laughs> he, You're not wrong. This spot, yeah, he's carving this spot in the in, in NFL that he's the top notch receiver. So I want to see. We saw uh, Jalen how he played against uh, Adam Devontae Adams. Now I want to see how he plays against him. Like, let's see that matchup. I'm intrigued to see that how they how aggressive they're gonna be on Jefferson. Because, like you said, Kirk Cousins don't play well on Monday night. So <laughs> obviously they're gonna have a chance to get the ball. So. How they handle Jefferson is important, and how uh, Justin Fields is going to respond from having a game where he made a couple mistakes that you know, like rookie mistakes, and see how he correct that. Those are my bare minimums that I want to see in the game. JB, oh you, my brother. So you know I'm gonna shut down the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> so my bare minimums go as such. We watched a. New England Patriot game against the Buffalo Bills, where there were 43 rushes, <laughs> three passes. Yeah. I'm not saying go that crazy and do that. Run the ball and run the ball often. It's only 32 teams in the league. This team is ranked 29th. That's third from the bottom. I'm sorry for those that don't understand. <laughs> run the damn ball, A.B. Please. Like, again, what Warwick said. Play like you give a damn. There's still a couple of games left for those that are considered I don't know if you're going to be on this team or not. Prove that you belong going into the next season because the next regime might not value you if you haven't had anything on tape. Play like your job depends on it because guess what? It does. Your job literally depends on this. That's three. And I say this, you all will laugh, and it's okay. Just don't try to win the game. I say you all will laugh at that because it's like, what you mean don't try to win the game? Just just improve. Just get better every time you step on the field. No hero ball. Don't try to win the game. Do what you need to do. I love the fact that a couple of times, look, look, nope, he ran. Let's do more of that. And um, for any of the prospective coaches looking at this game against Monday night, remember, you are playing in the NFC North. You have a potential out next year 
if Aaron Rodgers does not go back to the Packers. <laughs> Come to the Bears. <laughs> I don't know about that. James. That's playing a lot right there. The sales pitch. Hey, we're very attractive once that number 12 leave. Truth. Truth. I just don't know about that one. But... Once discount double check is gone. <laughs> Praise gone. That's all we can all we can do man so that is bear fans with the brains bare minimum right there guys <laughs> and that is a bare minimum so who you guys got oh man every time i do this work it's like so depressed like i can just see it in his face he's like hey, Warren, you know, he's gonna you know make me man, give right? a score again <laughs> why does he keep making me do this like he keeps making me it's hard score. i know it's hard it is hard it's really hard all right the vikings I'll go first. I'll say <laughs> he's ready now. He's like, all right. Yeah, because I'm like, the Vikings are not world beaters. I hate to say it, but they they not world beaters. So they not the Packers. If we can contain Jefferson and contain Dalvin Cook, which I know, <laughs> and Adam Thielen looks like he's going to be out again. He didn't practice again today. So thank God. We'll follow up with that obviously later on later in the week. Let's right. find out. But right now it says that he is – he did not practice with an ankle still. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, I think I think this – I think the Bears, if they come out with the same energy and play like they were, like they were against the Packers, how they played against the Packers, like they, they could have a good chance to be – this game could go down to the end. Like, so I <laughs> – and they've been breaking – and they've been scoring over 16 points for the last two weeks. <laughs> They actually been putting a couple points on the board, so oh, this will be a big upset. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm gonna go for it. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna say the basket win 21 17. No way! Woo! Wow, I'm a, I'm have faith. I'm have faith on them. The wow. Vikings they showed that they they still got a fight in them. They all miss a lot of guys. That's the one thing that's gone. Going to determine it, but I was like, you could, you might could catch the Vikings because they might look at the, they might be looking at the Bears like an easy win. So, true. If they come out and play hard, it's a chance. Well, I'm, I'm gonna give them. <laughs> I've been going against them all week. So, I mean, not all week, but all year, I've been. Oh man, <laughs> but I'm gonna pick them 21 17 this week. A upset, just why not? <laughs> oh, my mom. <laughs> yeah, moms picked the Bears too, just for our audio fans. Okay, okay. Our our A1 mom <laughs> picks the Bears. She never picks the Bears. She usually agrees with me all the time, and she agrees oh. with JB most of the time. So moms even picked them. Wait, do you, have, moms pick is the it a, uh, do you have a line on the game? Do you know the line? The... I know oh, my the mother last, doesn't gamble. I know the last time I looked, the uh, Vikings were minus five. Okay, okay. That I, was before. I can see that, though. I can see that. Yeah, but, like, the Bears were only like a plus. I was like two. Hang on a minute. I'll look it up. But the last time I looked, I, I think they were like minus two something, like two hundred thirty or something. Okay. But the minus so, five has a lot to do with having twelve players on the COVID list. Right, right. So right now the Bears are a minus five, or the Vikings have a minus five, and they are a minus two fifteen to win the game. So basically, what that means. Is that if you put down a hundred dollars on the Vikings to win the game, you're going to win forty six dollars and fifty one cents. 
<laughs> so Alan might be uh <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> call Harry. I don't think I need Harry on this one. When it comes to the Bears, I usually don't need anybody on that because I'm usually pretty good at picking them, but but you never know. So JB, who you got? So I'm gonna stick with what I said Tuesday. Trevor from I the 203 have, said that too. Bears I, cover. I still have 2414 Vikings. And I'll tell you why. Those 12 players, just looking that that hurts the bears because remember, one of the biggest things that we said at the beginning of the season, we already came into this year with a lack of depth. Not bodies, true yeah. playable depth. We we were we've been lacking that since game one. Anybody's been paying attention. Part two is this. You have the Vikings who are actually playing for their playoff lives. You actually have uh, Mike Zimmer who's playing for his job. Yep. That that type of caveat kind of plays and, 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 and kind of like weighs very heavy on this team. Like, we love this coach. We got a chance to play off and we got a chance to hold his job. I think that's the type of fire that would put the Vikings over the top. I know they suck on Monday nights. There's anomalies. <laughs> yeah, there are. You're right. I think this is one of them. And the reason I say 24 is because the Bears are still really soft against the run, and we have arguably a top – we're going against a top five, maybe seven running back in the league. You saw what he did last week. He had that 209 coming off of a – Shoulder injury. Right. Yeah. No Mac. No Hicks. No Kong Tonga. We're hurting. Yeah. We're hurting. It's nothing new we can do. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I just hope David Montgomery gets some touches and gets a touchdown. I, and I hope Justin gets another touchdown just to even out that touchdown interception ratio that he's got going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this one was a weird one that I thought about because I kind of had the vibe of Warwick, but I also had a big vibe of JB. And just for our new uh, fan here that just chimed in, Trevor from the 203, we talked about the Ted Billups thing. We had a whole segment on it. Make sure you go back and you watch it because we have been on this for almost two hours and we can't be on all night. <laughs> so if you want to hear all of our talk about the entire Ted Phillips debacle that too, the GMs, the president of football operations, you can go back and listen to that. And we'll also be all over the audio waves and Spotify and all that stuff tomorrow. So make sure that you check that out. Our, our, our buddy Tony Chapo from the clubhouse also had to chime in and said he thinks the Bears are going to win twenty three seventeen. But myself, <laughs> so Bear. I'm thinking about this in a lot of ways. You know, the Vikings are the only team in the NFL still who have been ahead in every single game that they've played. Oh, every man. game, they've never had a game where they were down the whole game. The point differential for them this year is like 10 or 11 points as of now. That's it? That's it. It's at, so as of right now on statmuse.com, 
the opponent's points is 333 and their points are 344. So See, that's – So they have played a ridiculous amount of close games. All right. That Lions game literally came down to the last – The last play, play. right. Which pissed me off because it's the first time I bet against the Lions all year, and there's the only time that they won a game. I'm not getting into that, but that team is dangerous. Alan. They are, but the Vikings are too when they want to be. And JB, you said it real, real, real well as usual. You know they've got their backs against the wall. They're they're playing for their playoff lives. But you know how Kirk Cousins plays on Monday night. So I think the Bears can maybe get out to a lead or maybe get up in this game. It is a home game. They can get juiced up for Monday night. But, again, the second half is going to have to be played too. So what I, <laughs> so I think is going to happen is that the Vikings are going to win this game on a field goal, 24-23, to one-point victory for them on the road. It is going to be their uplifting moment of the season. It's going to be one of their probably best moments of the season because if they get to the playoffs, this is one of those games that like is like, you know, that you just put your hat on for mm -hmm. the season. Like we did this. I think that's what it is for them. They proved a point against the Steelers, but they almost blew that. But the Bears are much more depleted. They're not as good right now. But they can hang tough in this game if they run the ball. So 24-23 Vikings for me, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. I know. Womp, womp. <laughs> Again, I'm picking against the Bears, but right, right. they have to prove to me first, and they haven't proved to me yet. They haven't. They, 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 we got a lot of work to do here. Got a lot of work to do. They should have beat the Steelers. You're right. You're right. But, you know, it's one of those things where – Love the word debacle at the end. Debacle. <laughs> Is the word of the day apparently? I've said it three times, and now we got fans <laughs> saying it. <laughs> but love it. Allow me to say this too to the fan that just chimed in. All Trevor of us from on the this pod were literally throwing shoes and stuff at the TV when Nagy didn't go on it for fourth and inches. Oh, this is just what this guy does. This is what that this bothered team bothered me. Like. That one bothered me. You got, the, you, got your, you got your foot on somebody's neck, especially oh. one of the great ones. Apply more pressure. Trevor from the 203 might be might be starting to become one of my favorite people. He said he threw his TV <laughs> off the balcony. I'm, Trevor, look. Trevor, I already <laughs> like you, man. You're always welcome back here. Please. Check it out. <laughs> Alamalu, and you have to go back and forth about the craziest thing that, that fans chime in, but I love, it, I love it. Keep up the energy, please. You know what? Was that Troy to say something earlier that we didn't address? Like, way. He said way that the Bears were going to relocate and that. named off like three places as he usually does. So, wait, wait, wait. That. He said. No, was here's him? what he said. He said the Bears are considering San Antonio, London, <laughs> and Mexico City. It wasn't that one. It was the one that said the Urban if Myers. the Bears go to Arlington Heights, that the city of Chicago was looking for another team. <laughs> this is the other one that I saw was legend has it Urban Meyer was fired, fired while he was sleeping. <laughs> which it happened at midnight. So, yeah, yeah, midnight, it, it, yeah. it absolutely did. 
But because somebody remember I, I, I said this you and I way back when. I'm making a prediction. Okay. If anything that that viewer that said was true, he heard that if the Bears moved to Arlington, the city oh, would look yeah, for somebody yeah. to make make yeah. the move to Soldier Field. No. So apparently, according to what someone said in the chat, was that according they had an alderman on 670. That's what it was, an alderman. And yeah. he said that if the Bears moved to Arlington Heights, that the city wants to try to bring another team in. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's that's big, right? Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another one right here from the guy. He said, I heard that the city wants another team if the Bears leave Arlington Heights. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's that's it's not really that. hilarious to me. No, no, I'm not bringing the mood down, Tony. No, I'm just I'm elaborating because I want to make sure that we address gonna, all gonna, of our all of our fans. It's gonna really hurt my heart if that happens. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how to take that one. That's prediction. Gonna devastate me. Prediction. No, no, I'm gonna be devastated. I would. Prediction. Prediction. Bears go to Arlington. <laughs> Beautiful, so fine. Um, what do they call the Las Vegas Stadium, the Raiders, the Death Star, all that? <laughs> right? Great. What do we do with Soldier Field? Eh, we condemn it, keep it up. We move to McCormick Place, the one that's the big black one that's yeah. closed, which can actually be huge. The Buffalo Bills want to move. Margie and Greco gets together. <laughs> with the ownership group, the I Chicago gotta, Bills. I got to mention that one to Mark Dean Greco. He'll probably love that. I, I'm going to message him about that one. This sound like, like Madden franchise mode. Oh, right? yeah. I'm saying here. Hey, MG, how you doing? Oh, man, yeah, I couldn't I see that. that. I couldn't see that. That would be. Uh, but what if it did? Tony got it right. <laughs> JB bringing the mood down. It, no, it I'm was. Just bringing, oh, I'm just. I'm just so, opening your mind. I've always loved. I've always loved the Buffalo team. I don't know why. It's just like I've always gravitated towards them on the AFC side. Them and the Ravens, really. So I've just grown up loving this Chicago team. It's just hard for me to really like think about it like that. Like they would be my second team. But so AB, you're not saying I'm crazy. No, I'm not saying you're crazy, but I I think that they would <laughs> probably – Buffalo's going to not end up there. It's probably going to be somewhere different than Chicago. But that's not a bad thought, JB. That, that definitely is going to get me thinking. I don't know why Trevor from the 203 says that New York is poor, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> random, random. I'm, 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 I'm loving our random fans. Like I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Please keep it up, guys. Please, absolutely. So, that's it, right? You got anything else? Anybody? Bueller, I you, Bueller. I think we talked about a lot of different subjects tonight. We went, we went hard. Like halfway through the first one, I was like. Oh shit, we're gonna run way over today. <laughs> we still gotta talk about Spider-Man. We still gotta talk needed. about all this shit. It was needed, right? It was oh, it needed. definitely was, yeah. It was and, definitely needed. And you know, we're gonna have more discussions about you know the offseason stuff soon, guys. Um something wait, that till, wait till they get in our draft preview, AB. Well, that's something that I just wanted to just touch on real quick, just so all our fans know this. We are going to try to have off-season shows. Um, I'm actually thinking of maybe after the last week of the season, 
we could do a fan show maybe. And what what we wanted this to be was more of a fan interaction show anyway. So I I'm going to in, encourage fans to want to come on here actually speak with us on other topics and stuff like that guys you're more than welcome to we have a call-in number we want to start in really making it about the fans because that's what this is supposed to be about guys so make sure that you either call in or you want to join us in here i'll send you a link message me during the show or you know send a message to our little text number that I have that I forgot to put up. Warwick, you didn't remind me. Dang it. <laughs> Warwick didn't remind me about that. There's a number on there. It's the number I have right next to me right now. If anybody wants to ever call in, ever text, you're more than welcome to, guys. Please do. But in in saying that, we're going to try to do some fun offseason stuff, draft shows, um, you know, stuff like that, just to keep it interesting and fun because – after the season, what else do we have but hopes and dreams about next year? Right, right. I'm praying. Everyone else is. Hopefully, Warwick finally moves here and he becomes some kind of defensive coach next year. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to keep praying for it, but wishful thinking, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> JB, anything for you? Closing thoughts? Warwick, anything for you guys? Um, just, again, we appreciate everybody that supports we appreciate everybody that has an opinion that has a fact even if it's just somebody that wants to jump on and say hi yeah we appreciate you all it's the holiday season i wish you all a merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa whatever it is just be joyous be safe and i'll see you next week well the thing about next week <laughs> so just so everybody also it's amazing and i felt bad because i forgot to mention that part is that next week is the 23rd and that right. is my family christmas eve party right so Say i'm less. not going to be able to do here um and obviously friday's christmas eve saturday's christmas day so obviously yeah, christmas is next week already yeah. Dang, I gotta Except, go shopping. <laughs> You're telling me. Right. <laughs> but we're most likely not gonna have a show next week. If we do earlier, we will let you know, but it's looking like it's probably not gonna happen now because we've got our other great shows on and I don't want to get in the way of all the other good shows that we have on the Clubhouse Network and on twelve fifty two. So we might just take the week off. We might I don't know. We'll talk about it. Us three together, we'll chop it up and see it what we can handle. But I can on the twenty third. So, but but anyway, you can keep going now, JB. Sorry, <laughs> I've, I've been bad about cutting you guys off. Tonight. No, that's really no. About it, it. It's, it's <laughs> I'm not bringing the family on the show. Like I'm gonna have like twenty some people at my house. So that is. Oh, not you're hosting. I am. I, I host it every year. So yeah, every so yeah, year, that's done. That's done. Yeah. It. So. At, Every year, it's like um, my uh, just like some really close friends, um, some family on my mother's um, ex boyfriend, or she died, but it was her boyfriend. Right. Whenever she died, his whole family is still really incorporated with me, and they're basically my family still. Yes, absolutely. So we all get together and we just have a freaking blast. We we get hammered. 
(laughs) (laughs) We have a good ass time because they're all drinkers. Actually, a lot of them moved around uh, Austin, Texas. Okay. So I've been trying to figure out a way to get to Austin, and then maybe I could swing over and say, hey, to Warwick. Austin, a nice city. Yeah, it's a great city. Hell yeah, it is. I I almost moved there, but I chickened out. Hey, Warwick, (laughs) what you doing January 8th? Uh, I don't know if I, I don't, I have, any, <laughs> I have some good options. <laughs> you got a, a great one, but that it involves coming to Chicago. So we'll talk I don't, I don't know we, if you want to do that. We can talk about it. We'll <laughs> talk about it. For sure. Bro. For sure. <laughs> so you got any closing thoughts, Warwick? Oh no, JB did a great job. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's holiday time. You I want to have it. Yeah. Holiday time. Just everybody have a good time with your family and. Just relax and help. Like it's coming into a new year. Like <laughs> I just want everybody to just spend time with family because, like you say, life is short. You see crazy stuff happen a, a lot. So it's that it's that time of year where you start appreciating family and just uh, spending time with loved ones. So yeah. football, football gonna change it. And football is, is we love talking about football, but it's bigger things. Like you said, spending time with family and stuff. So I'm happy. Keep calling fans. Keep sending us questions. Keep. And uh, interacting with us, and <laughs> oh, I forgot. Um, Warwick, our buddy Tony Chapo in the chat here, he wants your 40 time. He keeps asking me, <laughs> he's asked me like twice now. I keep forgetting yeah. to bring it up. When I ran my 40, I ran a four six two. Let's just google this real quick. I ran, I ran a four six four, four six four at the combine, and I ran like a four six two at our pro day. But it wasn't. It ain't like how they used to be now. Like these. <laughs> no, like, but still, no, look look how fast that was for a linebacker when you came out. Yeah, but now you got like Anthony Simmons and guys like that running yeah. four, four, four threes now. Yeah, bro. but Anthony Simmons is like he's he's a he's a, he's a safety. Yeah. Like he's hybrid. a mutant. It's, it's just it's just evolution. Like that was a good time back then, but now you got like I say a four 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 three is is <laughs> they just fall out. So right before we go, everybody, I'm going to give you this nice little tidbit from Texas A&M <laughs> that has all of work stuff on it. Oh, so it well, my appar- apparently, um, let me see. I'll get down to it. Don't worry. Oh, four, vertical six, leap. Look, four six nine. They 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 cheated me on that. One. <laughs> That's why the I wanted to bring it up because yeah. I saw that. I heard four, what six, Warwick nine. said, oh, and on. then. I saw what they put him at, and I was like, "Oh man, they did work wrong." Exactly, four six nine. They try to get four six nine forty. It's okay. The, what was um, my vertical? Thirty five. Vertical okay. is thirty five. The broad. Hey, that means you can dunk on people, though. You damn right. Look, look, the only thing, only thing I'm ashamed of. Shuttle time was over four seconds too. Only thing I'm ashamed of is my bench, my bench, my reps. Sixteen reps. Why are you chilling that now? Yeah, I probably could do more than that now, but you're probably crushing that now. <laughs> that was back. That was back when I believe when I said I don't have to be strong if I was fast. If I could get to the ball, that's all I cared about. So, <laughs> our buddy Bill here said that, that was an uphill and the rain was all the rain was in there too. Oh, so man. that's why. <laughs> I gotta say, as long as it had, it had a four six on it, I don't care if it was a nine or a four or a two. As long as it. At least, no, at least one. Seat, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, I, right. and I'm from Texas. You lucky I didn't say four four because everybody from Texas said we run four four. So <laughs> you have to like it's almost like a community that you guys have. It's just yeah, there's yeah. everyone from there. Even if you're an offensive lineman, just lie. Just no, lie. that was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
that's it, I guess, right, guys? Right. Yeah. I guess we covered, like right. I said, we didn't cover everything now. <laughs> we, uh, look, we, we even got have. to war. We even got to war exporting time. Exactly. Man. We the way better. Like, Spider Man to college recruiting to. <laughs> We, we even don't... referenced Johnny Manziel on this show. God, we went crazy today. We got to Houston, guys, and I know, my God, Warwick was all about that life. But Right, right. <laughs> but that's all the time we got, guys. So it is time to go. So I need to say, first and foremost, thank you to all of our sponsors, Nick and Ivory Brewery, the John Darren team, and Homer Glenn, and, of course, Moore's Beer, guys. Make sure that you check all of them out today. We got a good lineup coming up, even though it is the holiday weekend. We've got tomorrow. We've got the world's best fantasy show with my guy, Andrew Tarbill and his gang. It starts at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. 8 o'clock, we got Mr. Harry Berg, the over-under, bringing those bets, guys. Make sure you check him out, too. He knows what he's talking about. Sunday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, we've got the Hard Count Football Podcast with our buddy Jacob Charno. Listened to him last week kid knows what he's talking about i can't believe it. he's 19 and he kills it man you've got to check him out he's good um on mondays we've got hubes views and brews with my guy fred huber from espn 1000 he breaks down bears obviously all the chicago sports rundown he has on great guests from all different chicago breweries around the area make sure you check him out he does a great job with that tuesday gonna ask you jb Who's the guest on the Chicago Clubhouse podcast? Isn't it Marty Booker? I think so. Oh, Marty. I think we've got <laughs> former Chicago Bear Marty, Marty Booker. You know Marty Ward. Class of, Killing it. class of 1999. Killing it in the 99 class. Can't wait for that. I'm pretty sure it's him. I'll, I need to start looking that up before I do this. Marty. <laughs> so, hey, are you free Tuesday, Ward? <laughs> I might have to I, jump I, in there and say hi. Yeah, I possibly could just say hi to Marty. Hey, you know, that's my my job class brother. You know, I love having you all, so come on. Yeah, absolutely. It, anytime, buddy. And then <laughs> on Wednesday, we've got She Said What She Said. Oh, sorry. Monday night. Monday we've got night. the CJ Scott Here's podcast. My God, I'm so, I'm sorry, CJ. CJ and my buddy Diop break down. The Bears game, what's going on with the Bulls, even though that's not a lot right now because, again, COVID, it ruins everything. But they break everything down. They do an amazing job. They get extremely detailed. Make sure you check them out because those boys kill it on Monday night. And Wednesday, again, she said what she said with our ladies in there. They, they do a great job. They have some great guests that you might not have ever heard of, so make sure you check them out. They give a great women's perspective on sports and life. I absolutely love what they do. Please keep it up. And, of course, my boy Fat Mike, <laughs> Wednesday night, just saying whatever comes to his brain. <laughs> and you're right, Tony Chapo. I do need an assistant because I am hardworking. Some people say I might be the hardworking podcast man of – the clubhouse i don't know <laughs> terrence might agree. disagree with you on that but some people might not but for my guy jb my guy warwick and myself guys i appreciate you we all appreciate you you guys have a great week hopefully we'll see you next week maybe 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 not have a good one <laughs> bear down